Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 129. The top 20 of 20. <laughs> 20. Woo! As Steve said. Way to go, Christian. You fucked I up fucked as him well. Up. <laughs> he had that was on point. You were really on point. You had a great fucking flow, and you went woohoo, and fucking Dave lost his shit. He deleted all his notes. He's got to redo his top 20 list. Just like a true Buffalo Bills fan. Hey, hey, we're That's happy. Let us, let us be happy for the moment, please. Let us, you know, be very happy. It's been. A, we can't get into it. We have no time for BS of the show. We have a top 20. We have a special guest who hopefully... Is going to make it. Uh, this person's having some technical problems at the moment, but the way we're setting it up, as long as they get here within, the, uh, you know, the next like 15 minutes or so, we'll be okay, and all, everything will be peachy keen. So watching the video, you can see that he's here. We just can't hear. True. It's actually the best way to enjoy this special guest. <laughs> he can hear us. Yeah, maybe he can just text. If worse comes to worse, he could just send it on Skype text. My number 20 is... <laughs> we just read it off. Okay. <laughs> and Christian's gone. And that's it. And we got called an asshole. Except me, of course, because everyone knows I'm not an asshole. Who got called an <laughs> asshole? Uh, you two. What? Us two? Oh, oh, and he's chatting. You assholes yeah. except Dave. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. So it's all... Be nice fucking Teflon show, fuck Dave. That. Never Dave. Okay. Teflon Dave over here. The only person in the world I'm Teflon in with is him. Yeah, He's the only true. one that likes me. So there. Can <laughs> I have one guy that likes me in this world? He's the only one that likes It's true. Everybody else gives me a hard time about, about anything. I, you I know say what I've I, been thinking about all week? I, I still can't show. get over how funny it was. Last show that your favorite uh, barbecue <laughs> buffalo sauce. Uh, is is a plain chicken wing? I didn't say it was even a sauce. We I were know. speaking on the sauces, and I said, and while we're on the subject of sauce, <laughs> I want to I want to pass a little information on. I said, I know, Sometimes, I know. It was yeah. just funny because it just it's, it was like we were doing top five sauces, and he's like, you ever try a plain wing, no sauce? <laughs> and I'm from Buffalo. It's sacrilege to not to not have a. But the thing is, when you work in the industry and you cook them. And you try them in every which way but loose. You know, you experiment, and, and, and there you have it. You know? love, a lo- love a loose wing. Prefer a loose breast, but love a loose wing. <laughs> have you ever heard anybody call it a club? There's a guy I work with. I can't. We have no time for BS. Forget about a it. Club. Bottom line is he call instead of calling him, he calls him drums and clubs instead of drums and flats. But anyway, forget about it. Clubs. Like a club, like what Bam Bam had. Yeah. Like a, the, the drum, the drumstick. Maybe he's calling the drums the clubs, or maybe he's calling the flats the clubs. I'll get back to you next show. Anyway. Please do. Cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, cliffhanger for 2020. Yeah, be our first review of 2021 will be... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Whoa, the Chicago clubs here. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago clubs. <laughs> okay, boom. Three minutes in, boom, we're getting into this because we, we have got a time crunch and we got to make sure this is usually our longest show and we're trying to do this in like a, a three hours and 15 minute time. So here we go. Our caller left and hopefully he will rejoin us. But uh, here's what we'll, we'll, if we have time at the end, we'll talk about all the extra stuff and honorable mentions and this and that and whatever the conversation takes us to. The only thing we have to say right now is how many we watched. So... B, take it away. No, no, you, you should go last. You're the highlight. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a highlight or a sad light. Well, go ahead. Since you got a light on your face, as we all can plainly see. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, 238 2020 watches. Wow. More than last year, no? It's, my previous record was 159, and it wasn't last year. Wow. I really want to get more on this than what your take is on everything as a whole, but we can't do it now. I have to wait for I, I'll tell you this. I had a lot of fun this year, a lot of variety this year. I would say there was something for everyone this year. And uh, just to give you a hint, I, 7 out of 10s, I had probably about, a, I think it was like 130, wow. low 130s in the 7 or above. And 6 and above was like 190. So one hundred, about 185 to 190 of the films I watched out of the 238 were 6 or above. Oh, so you're in the uh, percentile of... Uh... For sevens, which is the real important one to me. For sevens, I was probably like 65% sevens. No, not bad. You, you pass, I guess. Yeah, okay. no, I was very, I was very happy. I don't know if it's 65%, whatever it is. I didn't one, want to waste too much time. <laughs> 130 out of 2. I was very happy with this year. Yeah. Nice. Good. Yeah. What about you, C? Uh, well, I hit my record. And I could possibly have more. I stupidly, by accident, deleted my list. Two weeks ago, and <laughs> frantically, thank God I got dual. Like I've got total watches for the year, inclusive inclusive of everything, as well as my horror watches. So I ended up having to reconfigure my horror watch list, and I just found out last night that I had forgotten one. I'm like that's not on my list anymore. I, I, I realized. So I ended up with 101 in total. My record. I've never. The, the, two years ago it was 70, uh, 95. Last year it was 70. 101 uh, Dalmatians. And yeah, last, last, <laughs> year, last year it showed with yeah. your top with your top nineteen. I really, I really, I, I don't want. Uh, I want it to be a celebration of life. This show, I don't want to <laughs> choke the shit out of you. I will if I have to. Is he back? <laughs> I, Is this prick back or what? No, I, I'll be surprised if he comes back. He has a problem every time uh, we get together to record. There's at least a, a twenty minute issue. It's every <laughs> <in> the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Every show I do besides this is always, I've had my share of technical problems for whatever reason. I mean, once the show comes out, everything sounds great, but going in and this and that, there's always some type of a um, technical issue. And uh, luckily this show has been pretty, pretty solid. We haven't really had any issues that I can think of. Anyway, I I also wanted to say, I call this the year of the kitchen chopping block. I call this the year of anthology and I call this the year of the cinematographer. Cinema. Talk. Cinema. <laughs> I agree. And if we have time at the end, we'll get more on that, too. Because talk about the year as a whole and, and trends and stuff. A hole? Okay. Uh, what's the other side of a hole? Damn it. No. Uh, well, because I was going to make a donut joke or something. There's the hole and there's the outside. You know, or a bagel. Leave that to Jason goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking movie. Okay. As for me. As for me. I watched 65 movies. I went over what I wanted to do. Every year I say I want to do 52. I said that last year. I said I want to do 52. Uh, I ended up, Last year I ended up with 63 movies. And of those 63, uh, 55 of them, 55 of them, okay, were Sorry. a second time. <laughs> okay. Last year I was 88% approval, which is seven or higher to me, which I didn't think I could do better than that. 
this year, I, I have to be really happy because further proof that my methods work, people. Listen to this. I watch 65 movies, and 61 of them are seven or higher. So I am in the 94% range for quality horror movies. So I'm really happy. Wow. I may have less, but again, it's quantity. It's quality over quantity, man. So cheers. What a year. It was. It's actually, when, when all said and done, more consistently good films. More this year was phenomenal. This year was phenomenal. I, my top 10 this year, I am so happy with my top five. This was the first year where any of my top five, I'm not even joking, even looking at them right now, any of my top five, I could switch and put it number one, and I'd be happy with it. My top five films. All of them competed for number one. They, uh, The top four all had the number one position at one. No, the top five all had the number one position wow. at once. And rewatches. I did a shit ton of rewatches. And uh, a second watch for one particular film just was like, fuck, this film's awesome. Damn, nice. Yeah. Only three. Only three sniffed it for me, man. I had three movies that <laughs> sniffed the top one, the top spot. What? Sounds, sounds so dirty the way you said it. I <laughs> sniffed it. <laughs> one of them had it for a very long time. Then another one stepped in. And that had it for a very long time. And then, two weeks ago, everything changed and a new number one showed up. So, it'll be interesting to tell the story. Dude, I'm going to be happy if one of the four films I'm thinking is your number one. And and two, I have five films in mind that could be your number one. But two of them, I went out on a limb and I wrote down. I put one as my first choice. But two of them, I went out on a limb and I'm like, this is a film he should love. And this is a film... He probably loves because of this and this, and and wow. and uh, if it's right. one, if it's one of these two films, I'd be very happy. I'm probably completely wrong, and you probably didn't even watch these two films. No, well, you know what I watched. You saw yeah, the that's other thing I watched. So now that's why know. yours. That's why yours was a little bit easier to guess because I saw your you know seventy films, whereas you know Watson. I heard talk. Oh shit! Fuck. Uh, oh, not Watson. <laughs> Not Watson. Twatson. Twatson. Yeah. Twatson the night before Christmas. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Anyway, the thing about my movies this year, they are all very as I look at my list, they're very much me movies. It's like there was more this year than there had been where something happened in the movie as a whole or something happened at the end or there was some type of character arc where it was like more so ever this year than other years, they were very much the kind of movie that I'm into. I'm not saying this is a better year than the other ones because I think that it was consistent. But as far as the tops go and everything else, I don't, don't, I don't have that that feel like I didn't in, in some years. Like I, there's not a witch on this list, or there's not. I just don't have that. I don't know. Uh, I still think it's a good year, better than people are giving it credit for. But I would probably say. It's probably not as good as like the last four or five, but that's not saying anything bad about it. That's just, it's still great. It's like, it's like what it's better than 2014. I'll say that like from 15 and on, I think they were all in this range or better than, than this year. That's all I'm saying. But I, it agree with, I agree with it. It's definitely better than 14 and with 15 on, I, I think, I mean, it's hard for me to choose. 15 was such so an good. amazing year. Yeah. 16 was an amazing year. 17 
17 was a little bit of a slower year. Uh, but I, I absolutely love this year, and I'm really, I'm really stoked for this list. Oh, and literally, without maybe with the exception of maybe five, I'd say my list is consistently good. Like that solid, like like some sixes all the way up. I don't my percentile of I think seven, seven and above was was fairly high as well. It was over half, but definitely over half. So again, consistently good. There's just some good films in here. And then a few that I, you know, will, of course, elevate to that great range. So at first, I was a denier up until like the last couple of months saying like this year has not been that great. And of course, it just you catch up on a few watches. You uh, some other ones drop that just end up like blowing you away. And a lot of the good ones I watched in the last month. Yep. It's uh, it's solid. It's definitely solid. Sorry, I was contacting our, our guest, letting him know that the same exact thing happened with us last time we recorded. <laughs> and maybe you can remember how you fixed it last time. And our guest is not Watson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we will just have to... We had a special order. We're going to have to obviously change that now. And what was the uh, official order? Because last year, it was Watson, and then it was... I think me, and then it was uh, B, and then it was C. Pretty sure, yeah. So this year, it'll be uh, C goes first. He goes from, yeah, one side, and this, no, no one's going to honey dick him this year. So. <laughs> honey dick. Oh, what a fucking honey dick. It's my sauce on a dick. Wait, we do all, we do <laughs> all, the, we do all the other things at the end? Don't you remember? We do it as we go. No, I'm talking about like biggest surprise, biggest disappointment, bottom five, that shit. Well, I I do the surprise and disappointment if I can during, and if not, then at the end. Yeah, disappointments are or bottoms are at the end. Yeah. That, that's okay. Like, no, I just I can't remember shit. My surprise and my disappointment are in my list because again, I'm in the 94 percentile, and of the six percent that uh, that did finish low, they weren't a disappointment because I wasn't expecting anything from them. You're in so, the 94 percentile, all right. Damn straight. <laughs> for what I for what I have no idea. <laughs> it does shit. work though. Over here. Sorry, I'm trying to get my list up and running. Letterbox was having a pain in the ass time on my iPad, but now it's all. It happens when I you add on a fucking piece of paper. You gotta use no a notepad. The guy has a fucking an iPhone like I do. Uh, you just gotta use your notepad. What I'm saying is, why don't you have fucking technology? Why don't you have your list on your notepad instead of dealing just with letterbox and trusting it? Reamed out by Brandon last week for making too much noise, flipping papers back and forth. You should have it on papers. I have nothing on paper. You can't delete a piece of paper. True, but I have nothing on, on, on paper. I have everything in my notepad. I only had one issue once with deleting my notes, and that was my own dumbass mistake. You do have the iCloud, so it's all over the place. Even if I put it in my phone, it's in my iPad down here. But either way, that's, that's irrelevant. So we'll see. Maybe we'll have to change the order uh, again <laughs> because of uh, C's uh, letterboxed issues. Now, it's definitely official. That's your official 20. There's nothing else happening. Nothing fugazi. I'm starting to gate because I, I, out of the gate, I'm starting with what David lo- loves. He calls it the year of the fringe. Every year is a fringe where he doesn't like certain. I got fringe movies on here. There's no question. Dude, and, dude this, everything's a fringe. There's no, so there's no straight up horror anymore. Very rare to find a straight up horror. If you can find me a horror film that you go onto any site and it just says horror. Like everything is a 
blend of like so many different genres now. As far as I'm concerned, fringe is the new norm. <laughs> so <laughs> just like society, everybody's fringe now. The uh, what I want to know is like we are going to see honorable mentions later, correct? So we don't honey dick anybody. Yeah, okay. correct. I, I just can't believe what is in that like the next ten column that are not on my top. Whoa. Ones. It's shocking. Whoa. What's been, Me what's too. been left off here. So I have I'm eight starting, movies. That, sorry, sorry. No, I'm, I'm starting with something that came as a complete surprise. I, when I heard of this film, when I saw the poster for this film, even when I saw the preview for this film, I was laughing all the way home. And I thought, there's no way that this movie is going to be good. And I couldn't be... I couldn't believe how glued to the screen it was and how enjoyable it was and how fucking crazy it got. And that's unhinged. How could it, how could you? Oh, wow. I thought you were going to start with a horror film. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look I who's knew. talking. I, knew. I, I, to, only, I yeah. only did that because of fucking Dave. I love the pitch. Yeah, but you're acting like I criticize. Again, I didn't watch it just because everything I heard and all the research I did without spoilers. You know, I'm not, I'm not singling out on him. Any any movie that comes up that if I didn't watch it that, that makes a list, it's solely because of my, you know, the the methods I used. It came up as, okay, it's probably not horror. So because of that, again, the only reason I'm doing it is because like, I only have so much time to watch. So I still got 65 movies, you know, whatever it is. I don't have time to watch 150. I, I wish I did. If, I, if it was the, the past... Maybe, but now I have to be selective in the way I'm. Anytime, anytime I'm able to. Is my list or his list? <laughs> Sorry, well, please put me on the spot. Okay. I thought we were uh, reading this off as a list. This guy took twenty minutes to introduce yeah. his number twenty. Oh, that's okay. oh, that's all. I'm just supposed to go. No, 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 no. no. Let him talk. <laughs> Wait, did, did, you just, the other guys who have to be done by twelve o'clock to watch football and shit. I'm not watching football. Listen, <laughs> David. Listen, you have to go, not me. When I look, anyway, when I look at what I kicked off my list. But I just, there's got to be a shout out to this movie. Okay, yes. Is it more thriller? Yes. But it's thriller with a lot of gore so it could fall very loosely into that slasher kind of realm. And thriller, thriller is a pretentious word for horror. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. In some cases. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Now, am I supposed to just go to 11? Because I'll be much quicker. Yeah, don't do, don't, don't, do, don't do 19 through 12. Just go right to 11. <laughs> Oh, look at this guy. No, talk, talk know, about yeah, the films. Okay. Talk, about, talk the about the film. Just like what you did was perfect. Do that all the way to 11. That was good. Well, I'm glad it. you're talking. Okay. Usually you're too fast with it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go to steal a joke from Derek He does look like he ate a thousand cheeseburgers. I don't know if that was to get into the character, but Russell Crowe was incredibly creepy in this, and he, it's just perfect. Like, I, it's a lot of fun. And I, I when I go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's doing something right. <laughs> Were you really going like that? Like sitting in your living room? Whoa! <laughs> it was one of those movies that as soon as I finished watching it, I'm like, I, I got my, my, my wife and kids, I go, we got to watch this together. Like, that's how much, how fun it was. And we still haven't done that yet, but. It was a contender for, for my top 20. It it great film, okay. great film. Now I'll be much quicker. You don't uh, have to be much quicker. No, no. You yeah. don't have to rifle. We got time. Do it. We want to hear about it. It's okay. 19 is yummy. I got to say, once again, I'm shocked at this is going to be the year of the zombie yet again. Just when you think you've been zombified out, they come out with some funny, fun zombie films. And yummy is one of them. I, I couldn't <laughs> believe how much fun I had with this. 
where yeah. a group of characters, although you don't necessarily like them all, you're kind of rooting for them and how they're put into the into like the, the healthcare situation and then the craziness that ensues. And the fact that someone's well, spoiler, for those who haven't seen it, someone's dick falls off. It's just icing on the cake. I picture that's how the Canadian healthcare system works. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please go over to the uh, dick falling off section? <laughs> you got those little creatures sure. crawling around? Yeah. Of course my wife comes down for that joke. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Always, always, always for that, those moments. I know. I know all about uh, it. Number 18, as I mentioned earlier. Hey, what's your ratings? What are your ratings? Oh, you forgot your ratings. Uh, I am sorry. I... I, no worries. We did this last year too. It started off the same way. I had to remind. It's all uh, good, these buddy. These are all these are all eight out of tens or above. Nice. Right okay. Yeah, first time I think in history too. So yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Usually, I usually start with you, some seven and a halves. Yeah, it usually starts with a five. Yeah. <laughs> Yummy <laughs> is an eight as well. Um, cool. Again, just a lot of fun. Super gory. It doesn't change anything. You're not going to be like, oh, well, it's just it had a lot of fun with what it was doing. <laughs> Number 18, I said, you're the, the anthology earlier. A lot of people had this much higher on their list than I did. I really enjoyed it. And that's uh, the Mortuary okay. Collection. Collection. Thank you. Collection. Yes. He, loved it. So he loved it so much, he doesn't even know the title. <laughs> this no, film makes my list, but I don't remember what it's called. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there he's going to fucking ghost at me any second now. Oh, I, mentally, I've ghost added you three times already. <laughs> I go mental fucked you three times. Uh, this one, this one was, it's just a lot of fun. I think a lot of people are starved for good anthology. So I think it, it was definitely rated a lot higher on other people's lists than, than mine. But I, I, I thought it was the best of the anthologies that I watched this year for sure. And it will be one that I'll, I'll definitely revisit. Uh, and then of course, uh, number 17. Well, of course you don't know 17's possessor. I struggled with this one as well because I had a lot of fun with this and I feel like, this could have gone so much bigger and it could be expanded upon so much more. But for the small kind of film that young Cronenberg gave us, I was really, really impressed. It's gory. It's a mindfuck movie. Uh, and uh, I don't, you know, Brian mentioned that he didn't think it was horror. And I, I, I have no problem saying again, it's like that sci-fi slash horror uh, film. So I don't have a problem Fuck. with it. <laughs> that was my that was my pick for you. Oh, really? I no, changed I, it. I had a movie here. I had a movie written down, and then right before we recorded, you said you changed it on a second watch. And I remember you saying that you weren't necessarily overwhelmed the first time with Possessor. So I go maybe the second watch because he's such a Cronenberg guy. It'll be it. But I'm out well, on this. Seat. Is one of the ones I did watch again, but I. I feel very comfortable with this. I really enjoyed the movie. It just didn't blow me away. Like, again, like I've seen on other people's lists as well. 16, another fucking zombie movie. Hashtag alive. I, wow. again, a lot of fun. And it's again, character driven. Just what if you, ha what happens? You wake up, all of a sudden there's a zombie uh, apocalypse uh, occurring. And you th now think you've been stuck in this room. You're the last person alive. And then of course you see someone, of the opposite sex or some that you're attracted to, uh, just someone alive across from you and how they want to connect. And it's all about human, human connection and everything. Else I like, I like those isolation zombie oh. films where it's not really about fighting yeah. the zombies more so about like the, it's a character study. Oh, it's, why it's I'm a so fan good. of like walking dead. And I watched the remake as well. The, uh, American remake. Who, who alone. Came out, 
exactly the same day yeah. alone, uh, yeah. or exactly the same time. And it, that's not a bad film per se. I rated it lower because I thought that the two leads were nearly as captivating as the leads here. And it's that's what it's all about because the story is pretty much it's a carbon copy. Uh, uh, like it's a, it's verbatim. So uh, this one definitely uh, won me over. Uh, number 15, A Spiral. Again, um, Shudder, uh, as everybody's been saying all year long, and I was saying fuck Shudder earlier in the year, I said I, I have to eat crow now because they really did deliver, and Spiral was another <laughs> great example of that. Russell, Russell Crow? Russell Crow. <laughs> they have to eat Russell It's a big Crow. meal. Yeah, he ate you. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious, man. Uh, again, the message driven home, uh, I guess some could view as maybe heavy handed, but that it all sort of just plays out. It's again, that movie that builds to the end. And I was so glad they weren't going with the, the Brandon ending and they went with what they did. And I really liked what they were trying to get at with every 10 years. It's like something new to be afraid of. And I yeah. think that really, did you, did you say the Brandon ending? Well, we're mental illness. In the head. This, you know what, and that's funny because I, I was going to mention at the beginning of the show that that this is a year with a lot of mental illness films. But I, I agree with you. I really all these films you've mentioned. I'm not even joking. Every single film you've mentioned so far, I have rated seven and a half or above. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Um, Except for Mortuary Collection. Sorry, I forgot about okay. that one. I, I really? wasn't a lover. I didn't love the first half. I remember you didn't. I remember second you second half saved it though the second the second half of story the wraparound was great too yes the wraparound was really strong yeah. I agree number fourteen is um, one that a lot of people really loved an ode to John Carpenter and that's um, VFW uh, a lot of people really love this even more than like I I really enjoyed it it's a solid watch a lot of fun I mean this director has been very consistent so yeah. I look forward to anything he does and uh, I I don't think I have to preach this one's pretty much well-loved in the horror community. Number 13 uh, was Freaky. Holy shit, was this fun. This came <laughs> out, yeah. like, I wanted to see this movie. I was looking forward to it, like, checking it out at the theater. Again, our theaters have been, in my area, we're in lockdown. Um, so I watched this online, and it is fucking fun from start to finish. Shockingly gory. So anybody that was complaining that, oh, happy death they didn't have the gore. Well, they, they over-delivered in this one. And I was shocked at, at what they were doing in a mainstream uh, sort of slasher-esque movie. Tons of fun. Uh, number 12 is The Rental. This was in my top 10 at one point. So that just goes to show how much um, in the last month has played into it. Uh, we've talked about The Rental on the show, so I won't go into too much more detail. And then number 11, another one that was in my top 10 at one point. Um, I heard a lot of people being down on this film so I popped it in with no expectations, and I couldn't believe how much I thought the, you know, people go on about the craft. I loved We Some of the Darkness, and that's uh-huh. what I'm talking about here. Number eleven is We Some of the Darkness. I thought these uh-huh. films were great. I thought the way it played out was great. I was like, again, when you, when a movie can make me go into the shoes of one of their characters, I love the film. And I, I knew just, you. I knew you had a high heel fetish. Exactly, and I and I just went <laughs> walking around like this, like Mark Simpson, <laughs> the Simpsons. The guy can win this. When uh, there's a guy strapped to a chair, and you're just you just like when they have an opportunity to get moving, and that anticipation goes. I'm just right there with them. I love the movie for it, and I just love the the, the little turns it takes. Um, again, for a movie that just sort of appeared on Netflix, tons of fun. 
I've seen it on a few lists, but it did get a lot of hate when it first came out. But I have seen it on a few lists. And again, another one, probably one of the lower rated on your first 10 that that I watched. But again, I think I gave it like a like a six and a half, a six point seven five. I think we were still doing it at the times. I, I actually quite enjoyed it. I want head ratings. Um, which, which one was that that you said you gave a six point whatever? We summon the darkness. Oh, I actually didn't see it. I, I heard oh, negative. Wow. Well, let me tell you why. Uh, I heard negative things about yeah. it. Not not too negative, just like not like list worthy things being said. And that that's only half of the reason. The other half is I was listening to a podcast, and podcasters, please stop doing this. They revealed some major twists in the movie, just in discussion, just like oh. talking about. It. Yes, we are going to say some things on this particular show. It's a year-end show, so expect it. But so many podcasts all the time do something in casual conversation when they're they not even have an actual review. They're just saying they're doing like a what we watched. You know what I mean? This is what this happened. And they get into a little sidebar conversation. And then someone says, oh, yeah, well, I totally saw that. This one was this person's brother. And I'm like, what? Why? Why are you doing that? You know? So when I heard that, I'm like, well, that settles it. You know me and, and being spoiled. So I, those are the two reasons I didn't watch it. Maybe down the road. I have nothing against watching it. Matter of fact, I have nothing against watching any movie that's going to appear in any list here tonight, including, you know, just because Unhinged, I, from what I hear is a thriller, I hear it's also great. So it isn't like I don't want to watch it. And January is my month for non-horror. That's when I tend to do that. <laughs> that's when you watch Christian's horror list. Yeah. It should be called un- <laughs> It should be called Unfringed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Don't tell me my. I bet you anything. My my. This is what happened two, two shows ago. For everybody that complained about the audio, somehow, I don't touch this thing. It got adjusted, so hopefully my audio levels are not too low. So I was gonna say something at the start of the show, and it seems kind of silly to say it now, but because I just heard half your list. But I wanted to say, and I truly believe it, that coming into the year. This year, between uh, between the three of us, I think that our lists are going to be radically different, more so than any other year before, because it just seems that kind of year. Like, like even picking someone's number one is very hard this year. Like there, there were like shots in the dark, so it's like. And you're too blame. <laughs> <laughs> you give lists a bad name, so uh, I think it's going to be so different. I think there's going to be granted. When you hear some what I have, there there is going to be some crossover, but I think there's going to be less crossover than ever this year. I just have that feeling that our top tens might be radically different, and I'm excited about it. It's just it's that kind of year. There's so much variety. I don't know. It's it, it's a weird year, but anyway, a weird year. It well, is again, weird. a year with consistently good. So that consistently good will shift, and then that's what we do. Like I mean, I've got ones with the same rating thereafter, and like. Literally, they could all just be interchangeable, for the most part. Like that's don't you feel? Don't range. you feel though? Like your top films? I feel like my top films this year are super strong, though. I feel like they're heavy hitters. Like, like films I wanted. Or like the top no, 10. like 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 top, top five, especially top oh, yeah. six. I feel oh, no, like. Uh, yeah. I don't feel that. Even though I yeah. rate them high, I don't think I don't consider them as good as like. A witch or a black coat's daughter or a, a Midsommar or a hereditary. I, I don't really feel that they're on, on those levels. Granted, I may give them the same rating as I give in some of them. Although I'll tell you now, I have no 10 this year. I do not have a 10, and I usually do. But either way, I just I think that they're excellent films. I just don't know that they're bona fide, bona fide classics. 
I don't know. Bonafide. <laughs> you know why I said that? Because my dog, Bailey, my wife's always, well, not lately. Always mispronounces it? Why does Bailey say bonafide or bonafide? No, no, she always gives her bones. Oh, bonafide. <laughs> Is it drama or drama? Uh, melodrama. Too Is many it drama-rama fucking... or drama-rama? Yeah. yeah Banana-rama. Like too many, <laughs> too many fucking bones. There's too many. So, I, so I, 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 I always tease her, and I would tell her. <laughs> I go, there she is. I go, Bailey, a bona fide bona day. That's what I that's what I always say. It's my joke, you know? So that's why I said bona fide bona fide. Anyway, and speaking of my wife, I'm going to be talking about her and, and uh, about some funny things that happened involving one of these movies. Okay, so that leaves it to me. Okay, number 20 is a movie called, again, I said these are very me movies, and people that know me are going to know why, I think, without me even saying, but number 20 is extracurricular. Nice. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, four four kids killing uh, teenagers in a school and, and trying to plan it out, and they're having a little dissension between them as to you know they don't want to get caught. Obviously, they want to go on to bigger and better things. There's a relationship between all of them in different ways, and it goes to some cool places. Dude, um, I'm just glad a film I recommended made your list because I just can't recommend to people. I just I always feel like oh I'm gonna recommend this movie, and then everyone's like. Eh, that wasn't that good. Like people well, just, I, I remember it started five years ago with Gravy, that that oh, James right. Roday comedy. I love that film to this day. But when I recommended it five years ago and everyone started watching, <laughs> they're like, "This is the biggest piece of shit ever." I own it. I've watched it a half a dozen times. I fucking love it. But I'm just happy that that you like this one because I, yeah. I when I saw it, I was like, "This is a Dave Z movie." Really? Yeah, that's why I recommend it. I'm like, you got to watch this film. I see where like it goes. It. Yeah. In the third act is definitely yeah. my alley. And I oh. actually enjoyed it a lot. Another fringe contender for me. Yes. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I enjoyed it. And, you know, there's some good stuff in there. There's a, a solid score. Um, it was kind of cool what they did with the music. It's all about the juxtaposition of it. There's some good horror nods that you may or may not catch on to all the time. Um, a, a good surprising death. An interesting turn of events in the third act and yeah. then where it ultimately goes. Um it's cool, and we get to see a. Um, I don't want to spoil it, but I don't know. My kind of killer, and all of a sudden I, I see her. Oops. Oh. <laughs> or him. In a different <laughs> light. In a different light. I'm like, oh wait a minute. Now, now you now now you're uh, even more attractive. You might but be I, the killer. With the cherry on top. I'm always about that cherry on top. You might be the killer. Okay. <laughs> Number nineteen. And this one, I'm going to talk about my wife a little bit. It's called The Day of the Lord. And oh, man. Man, I didn't watch this one. Great, oh, film, no. great film. Melendez Day of the yeah. Lord. Yes. It's, it's Mexican, I believe. It says Mexican and Spain are the countries of the world. But really good. It takes a different approach on the uh, exorcism angle. Um, you learn a lot about the priest himself and what happened with him and where it's a character study for him to a degree. You really get into what's going on and his motivations. And then what we really get into in the second half with uh, a good friend of his that brings his possession. Oh, God. What goes on there? Whoa. Just, dude, now check it. <laughs> I'm watching this with my wife. Now, my wife thinks I've seen this movie before. But see, my wife is fluent in Spanish, so when I anytime I watch a Spanish-speaking horror movie, I say, "Hey, I'm about to watch a Spanish horror movie. You know, do you, do you want to watch it?" A lot of times she'll do it. You know, so she she sits down, she watches this movie with me. She doesn't know it's my first time. She thinks, you know, 
you know, I'm saying, hey, watch this movie. It's great. You know what I mean? So we're watching this movie, and something starts to happen in this movie involving this teenage girl. And let's just say it goes along the the lines of like a martyrs type situation. And I don't want to get too deep into it, but things start slowly happening where you start to see, uh-oh, something's going to happen with this girl. I don't know if I'm on board, <laughs> right? So she sees this, and she's like, oh, no, she tells me. You know, and she, I could see her getting like a little nervous as it's going on. Then things start happening to this girl. They're being done to her. <laughs> my wife stands up. My wife's sitting down. She goes, she goes, how can you watch this? And then she stands up and she says, you're fucked. And walks out the room. <laughs> she says, I'm fucked. Dude, can you imagine her reaction if you were watching it with Frankie? And she came Whoa. in and thought. <laughs> that, that's Christmas Day. <laughs> because yeah this Frankie film goes this yeah she would but this film like there's no coming back from that oh. part <laughs> there's no coming back from that. yeah and then the stuff with the dad after and everything yeah. else that stuff. <laughs> i was just talking about the the gore things yeah. things that were happening the harmful things that were happening to this possessed person and she's like it was so funny and then i told her i said honey i've never seen this before and i go and i guarantee you in five minutes i'm gonna be able to come back and you're gonna say Oh, okay. Because I knew where it was going. I saw what they were trying to do. They were trying to put this little spin on it and say, oh, well, hmm, maybe not. But I said, I'm telling you, this is a horror movie. It's going to go in this direction. Just give it time. Sure enough, five minutes later, I'm like, all right, baby, you got to come back. So <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's that's the, the Irene, you're fucked story. I've been saying it for weeks. <laughs> I'm and from what I've up. read, we'll see the, uh, the story continued. I think they plan on making more films. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and there's a good ending in that one, yeah. and interesting, but there's some good gore in it. There's some things you haven't seen in an exorcism-type movie before, and I have to recommend it. Okay, number 18, M.O.M., Mothers of Monsters. This wow. movie was kind of divisive this year, and you know, guys know me in found footage. Number one, I love the setup of it, the open, and the opening with him as a kid with the home movies and where it's going and... Um, then they're showing all, you know, all, all the stuff about the map being drawn and, and what's going on here. It has this professional, like, look, and it's just using different files from a computer of this woman trying to document her son's behavior. Now, the cool thing is this. Watching it the second time, I loved it the first time. I watch it the second time, and I'm, I come at it from an angle. Well, are they both crazy, or is she just possibly crazy? I don't really buy into that because – I seeing it twice there's enough fingers pointing in the direction that this kid is definitely unhinged but i but this the mother also has some issues and it does go to places and in the third act it gets really crazy and it has a a great ending and i don't want to get into it but if you're into this type of stuff i think if you're into found footage and uh it's it's kind of intimate you only see like you know that, that many people on it it's mostly about the boy and his mother and her being worried she's a serial killer and documenting it and saying if I if I die and you see this, it, it you you know, and if you're a mother, look for the signs. You know what I mean. So there are a couple ways you can interpret it. Maybe upon further watches, I'll notice more. I I still I still think that it's it's the son more than it is the mom. But but there is reason for discussion there. But anyway, that's M O N Mothers of Monsters, number seventeen. This might surprise some people, but it's a movie called Nocturne. It's one of those uh, Blumhouse films that were on Amazon. And again, if you know me, it's my kind of movie. I think you can oh, yeah, see that. It, it deals with witchcraft. 
It deals with competition with two people. We have two very attractive young ladies, and yes, they are high schoolers, but they're actually 20s. It's in real life. Don't point your finger. One of them, I believe, is a model for sure. But it's a cool story, and they're in competition. I like that. It's a little black swanish in certain ways, and where it goes. A little also, perfect. A little per perfectionist. perfectionist. Is that your number? I thought about perfection. that a little bit. That, yeah. yeah, that's reminded me of music that. aspect. So. Yes, yeah. I thought about that as well. There's some good stuff in there. There's a good score. Uh, I'm on. I'm on board from from the start to the end. Oh, and by yeah. the way, everything here is an eight out of ten so far. I'm sorry. I got that's <laughs> what I preach here. Um, but there there is a weak CG shot that I that I don't like. But I do like the story. It's simple. A booklet found. There, there's something afoot here. Obviously, there's witchcraft and evil going on here, and you're going to get some success. But ultimately, it's also kind of sad when you see the way it ends and how you see. And again, something else I'm a sucker for, where someone can actually see what's going to happen with them in the future, in a manner of speaking, and, and they can't do anything about it, yet they still contribute to it. And ultimately, the way it ending, the way it ends is great. Yeah. I just love yeah. that. What it's saying yeah. and the way it happens. It's just... It's just my type of movie, so I, I don't think it's going to be for everyone, but I quite enjoyed it. It's some trippy visuals. There's just oh, I things. like those Blumhouse films this year. That was the yeah. best one. That one and Black Box were super strong this year. I didn't see Black Box, but I'm glad you say this one's the best. So, I'm... Uh, yeah, this one was on my was on my list for a long time, and cool. it literally it was just it was hard to keep it off, but ultimately I, I just missed out. Uh, Jason Smith uh, recommended this amongst a, lot, a, bunch, a bunch of others, and he thought that I'd really enjoy it because I liked the perfection so much last year, and I enjoyed it. It was good, but it didn't it didn't actually come close to hit my list. Funny enough, that's not that funny. Yeah, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, but it, it I, guess it's, I guess it's funny enough. It is You're my right. type of narrative and visually and other things, so I you know I'd be not surprised. Okay, number sixteen. This movie, a lot of people are very high on, uh, higher than me. I still think it's great, but uh, <laughs> this is called Anything for Jackson. I, I right. really enjoyed it. Took the second watch, actually, for it to, to be list-worthy. The first time I was like, okay, pretty good. But then I kept seeing everybody rave about it, and I said, okay, there was a couple movies that everybody else was raving about that I was just kind of like 7.5 area, like not exactly, because uh, everything on my list is 8 or higher this year. I was like, well... Let me watch it again. I'm glad I did. Um, st start to finish, it's pretty solid. My my one big question was how they just kind of grab her off the street at the beginning, and it's just like, okay, in, the, in broad daylight, they don't really explain that well. Maybe I missed out on something, but it's kind of odd. But it's it's a good take. It's something different in, in a you know in in a certain way with what they're trying to do here to resurrect their grandson through the pregnant woman. It's cool. There's some cool visuals. Some there's there's some real cool ghosts. You, you actually do feel for the characters, good and bad, but there's those certain scenes. The, the, the snow guy scene is freaking great. Yeah, hey, Jackson, he's in there. Don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Dude, that freaking, that is great. That's you know what those guy. scenes reminded me of a little bit? Reminded me of uh, Benson, is it Benson and Moorhead? When hey, the, the, the Endless, the Endless. Remember how, like, things are looping? Benson and Hedges, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benson. Oh, <laughs> Is it Benson and Moorhead? Emory and Moorhead, I think. What? I don't know. Whatever it is, you should know. You love the movies more than anybody. <laughs> but the endless, like how those, how the, 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 you know, things keep looping. Yes, Moorhead and Benson, I think it is. I think, I think Moorhead. What did I say, Benson? Benson and Moorhead. <laughs> no, it is Benson and Moorhead. <laughs> oh, okay, well there you go. Benson Justin. and Hedges. <laughs> You're right though. But those ghosts. See, I, the, the first time I was a little confused. I thought that the teeth ghost. 
was actually his wife at first. It kind of looked like Yeah, her. it did look like so, her. So I got confused. Second time I realized, oh, okay, that's not so. This is this kind of ghost. Something happened here. Then there's a suffocation ghost. Then there's a trick-or-treat ghost. And then when the trick-or-treat ghost arrived, I didn't understand why she was mad at it at first. She's like, you're just being cruel. And I'm like, why is that cruel? Kid wants the trick-or-treat. Somehow I missed that part in the conversation when she explains to the girl that my daughter used to dress up as a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I have to watch things twice sometimes because I sometimes miss pivotal points. But I really did enjoy it. I really enjoyed where it went in the in the third act. The first time I was just like, oh, that's kind of like happenstance. Why would this happen? Why? But anyway, now it makes sense. You can see what it's leading up to and you see if this one person takes um, this, you know, Satanism more seriously and has motivations for doing what he's doing. And the other people are just kind of dipping their toe in Satanism in order to get what they want. You know what I mean? So, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. That's everything for Jackson, 8 out of 10. Okay, 15. This is a sequel and a surprise. Even though I liked the first one, this one is better, in my opinion, than the original. This is called May the Devil Take You Too uh, from Indonesia. Where? Take you to where? Um, Disneyland. Oh. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I believe it's May the Devil Take You Also. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but check it in indonesia the title is actually may the devil take you part two that that too thing is a, a, a little thing that the americans did part two d2 part two d2 yes or <laughs> teen wolf two too they went they went that, that that route but i'll tell you this one picks up where the other one left off with yeah. uh elfie and nana being survivors and and, and where they go with you know uh, some devilish stuff, some some Evil Dead type stuff going on, uh, the CG is hit or miss. Mostly it's hit though, but the, when it's a miss, it, it's kind of noticeable. But there's some spooky background scenes as well as what you see up front. And I like that we they have different personalities here amongst the groups, uh, but they're all pretty much likable. Uh, I think the only negative I could say is that it was like an hour and fifty minutes, and so was the first one. But I think both of these movies could have been trimmed just a little bit and it would not have hurt, but I really enjoy it. I think there's another one that's going to come. I think it's going to be a trilogy here, but may the devil take you too. And here's a weird thing. The first one was on Netflix. The second one is on shutter. I don't know how that works. It's odd, but may, it may the devil take you to. Yeah. Menage a trois. Yeah. The third one's going to be really sexual. Okay. <laughs> I liked it. I like that movie. Yeah. It's cool. It's good stuff. Yeah. So it was far, real good. Was and see and that's why I'm quiet. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we got the, uh, did you see the, did you see the first one? May the devil take you. I feel like I have, it was okay. like two years ago or three years ago. Yeah. Two years ago, the, the father gets involved with something and then he, then he uh, amasses some type of uh, yeah. fame. Okay. All right. Yeah. But this one's actually, I think it's even better. Uh, I think it's better than the first one, just a little bit, but I, the first one didn't make my list, but this is quite good. Okay. Uh, number 14, this movie here, uh, <laughs> Man, the second time I watched it, I, I liked it even more. It went up. I, I give the rating the same, but as far as my feelings for it, it, it became list-worthy. And that movie's called Spree. Again, uh, I think it's the best thing about it is how realistic it is. It seems just like a YouTube vlogger and what he's going to do. And I really like the performance of the lead guy. He almost, I guess if I have picking a runner-up, he would probably be my runner-up for best performance. He's really good. He's terrific. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he seems like a regular freaking YouTuber. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and when shit hits the fan and he goes out and he starts killing and, and, and doing his, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything. I want to tell everybody 
Uh, go, go watch my YouTube video when I, I, get, I get a little bit more into it. But it's done so well and it's so believable. And when you see all the Instagram comments and everything else going on, and it's just so damn believable. And I really like what it, where it goes and what it says. Like the statement it's trying to make, it's, it's doing it in the best possible way. It's really cool. There's a lot of stuff. I don't think too many people would dislike this movie unless they just don't like the aesthetic of watching the, you know, the YouTube stuff and the Instagram phone, you know, d- different ones going back and forth. But I think it's, it's it's quite well done. But it's basically a guy who is failing at what he's doing at YouTube, decides that I'm going to start killing people. And it's going to be done in a, um, you know, like an Uber type thing. And I have cameras and people are going to see it. So take it from there. It's really cool. Number 38 out of 10. That was on my list at one point. It, it's now shockingly at the twenty seventh spot, <laughs> and that was in my top twenty at one point. It was my number twenty until this morning. Wow! At least everybody likes it. At least okay. Oh yeah, eight out oh, of ten it, for me you, as well. You got to see it. I put great seven point five, but uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it was great or or very right good. <laughs> All right, number thirteen. Now we go into eight point fives. This one. Yep. This one. <laughs> Underwater, man. Nice. I I had this at a nine the first time, and the second time I was like, well, I might have been a little more blown away than I wanted to be, but I still think it's really great. I think that um, it's got a great open with with the explosion and everything else that's going on, and anything where people are submerged. Again, this is another me movie. People being underwater and and, and the submerged. the threat of drowning and a running out of air or anything like that. It's just it really hits home with me. Uh, Kristen uh, Stewart is marvelous as always, even though I've only seen her in two movies, but I think she's great. And I love seeing her in this movie. She's For really good in this. She lets her yeah. panties do the acting. <laughs> Mingya, the way, don't even get me started. She must work so hard on on her body. Like seriously, she is so fit. It's I I respect that more than anything. Like when someone is that fit and they don't look, look like they have an ounce of fat on them. It's just like this inch athletically still. Yeah, she's she's something else. And she, great. She, she looks like uh, Russell Crowe in Unhinged. Yeah. I, <laughs> I respect that. I respect how we get to your character. <laughs> Russell Crowe in Unhinged looks like he might have ate Kristen Stewart. I think he burps out the underwear later. <laughs> Man, but I like the group in this movie. Uh, there's a, you know, uh, there's a surprising death. I didn't think that would happen when it did. I wonder how they actually filmed it when they're walking, like on the ocean floor or whatever they are. It's really cool what they do. I like the look of the creatures. It's paced really well, and there's a really cool monster reveal, which again was spoiled for me on a podcast. Yeah, but spoiled for me too. On, Stop why? listening to podcasts. What? I didn't I know. have problem solved. It was spoiled for me, but I didn't care. But that reveal, even when you first see it, yes. oh, right. fucking beautiful. For sure. And, and, so and awesome. a great ending, too. Great ending yeah. to the movie in general. And just, it's a, it's cool. It's I don't want to say a fun ride, because nothing really good happens in it. And, but there is some comic relief for one character in yeah. particular. But it clicks along just fine. Well, it starts and, with a bang and just keeps going. I, I love yes. that. Like, it's just, boom, you're into it. I love when movies do that. Me too. <laughs> Run of it. All right. Number, oh, I got a, I got a, an update here. I have an update. Son of a gun. Looks like uh, Watson's not going to be able to make it. Just go through window. We'll text back from hospital. 
sorry. Is he okay? What's that? Just what? He's not happy about it, you know? All of us prepped for nothing. I mean, that, that, just that dove sucked. through window. Well, she just dove through window. And I was even gonna. I told him. I said, "Make sure the night before everything's cool." I, I was even gonna say last night, "Do you want me to hop on just to make sure that from both ends?" And then I forgot about it, you know. But ah, uh, it's a shame. Well, Watson, I guess you're that gonna have to suck. hop on. Sorry, I'm being dead serious. That does kind of suck. Yeah, yeah ask him if his number one was Dark and the Wicked, because that's what I had guessed for. <laughs> does he want to record yeah. something on his end and maybe just send it in, and I can like add it to the show somehow? Maybe we can do that. Maybe we can do tell that. Him yeah, to record, what, tell him to record something, and Christian will send it straight to the garbage file. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just two point five speed this in. and and delete. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did God, not I say feel delete. Bad. That's terrible. Because that, that is terrible. Because yeah. he got up. Think about it. He it's yeah, 8 it, was, it was yeah. He probably time. got up at five thirty. Yeah, that's, a, that's oh. insane. I would if somebody said you want to get up at five thirty in the morning to podcast. I don't care if it was fucking. Uh, I don't know. Joe Rogan, I probably say exactly, exactly. That's a good one. I completely blanked on anybody podcasting. I, I, I really want to make fun of him for like, this. Why, why is Freddy Krueger podcasting? How does he plug in his fucking mic with his glove? He'd be fucking cutting wires everywhere. He'd be a Not horrible podcast with power. Oh, oh well. That's is there funny. any way to get? Is there any way to get his name off the call though? Because I don't want it reminded me of that he should have been on here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't. I didn't see it, but now that you mentioned it, so it says Dave, Brandon, and Mr. Watson. Oh, that sucks. Here, I'll just. You know what I'll do? I'll just put this icon, the floating icon of you. I'll just put it over his name. There. Maybe we can add somebody Done. else to the call. Let's see. Is anybody else out there? I, I, I think Scott's out there. We should add him. Scott, you got a top ten? Scott. Scott <laughs> oh, he's on fire this show christian he is on fire it took him 129 episodes to become yeah. funny so <laughs> funny thing happened to me on the way to the podcast today uh, where are we here what number are we on I, I, was that your 11 he burped up her underwear <laughs> <laughs> that shit's so funny the way you said it that was good. Uh, Mamma mia. Okay. <laughs> Number 12. This is another movie that comes that is uh, Indonesian. And it is a movie called Impetigor. This That's is one of the, yeah, one of the three that came on. At, 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 there were three that came on right around like a two-week period on show. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, Asian movies or whatever, foreign movies. And this was one of them. And at first, I had another movie rate, rated higher. But Second View, that's what it's all about. This one came up even more in the Second View. It's um, There's a great score here. There's a good mystery, good relationship with the two main girls, a little bit of comic relief, just the right amount. Uh, girl going back to uh, reclaim what she thinks may be rightfully hers in, in this village, which is hidden. And, uh, you know, she thinks that she might be inheriting something. And it starts off a certain way where, you know, all fingers are pointing for her to go to this place. And she does, and then there's all kinds of crazy stuff that happens. But where it goes in the second half is really really what it's all about, and everything that unfolds with the puppeteer, the leather puppets, what happens. We have kids getting killed. We had deals being made, curses, you know, just <laughs> all kinds of devilish-type stuff going on here. And... A lot of folklore in this one. A lot of folklore, yes. Yeah. One thing I'll give her props for. 
I was waiting for a betrayal to happen, a typical betrayal, which in any other horror movie, it would have been, oh, I thought you were on my side, even though you said you weren't or that, that you were. There's reasons for you to be against me, and I'm not surprised that you're turning on me. And it didn't happen. And that's what I like about it. It does not happen. There's a cool turn of turn, turn of events in the, in the final act, some cool suicides. There's some things that bugged me out. Anytime you see somebody hanging upside down, it kind of wigs me out. Like, like, in, like, in, <laughs> how, many like times in, you, how many times do you, I hate when I'm walking around and I see people hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that wig me out? That's why don't bungee jump. Yeah. No, like hanging in front of their feet where the blood is rushing to their head. What yeah, it makes, you, it makes you burp up underwear. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, makes me sick. I, Some I can't... cool suicides, though. I love a good cool suicide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they weren't just regular suicides. They were cool. They were unexpected in the Those way they lame suicides. These Dude, were cool. They were cool. Yeah, Gordon's suicide isn't anything special. You yeah, know what I mean? Gordon's... I'll give you Gordon... that, Jamie. Suicide. <laughs> Even Dave said it. <laughs> or suicide attempt. How's that? The bottom line is he should have made my top five animals last show. But the reason you say manimals? <laughs> <laughs> no, did, he, did you hear manimal? Yeah. <laughs> no, Gordon, the humpback whale. No, I didn't. <laughs> what a manimal! Top five animals. I did say animals. Rewind it and listen. I'm promising. You I believe it. you. I just heard manimal. Man, how about danimals? You ever have those? Animals. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, he yeah. Gordon should have made top five animals just for having the presence of mind alone. To commit suicide when, when the chips are down. How many animals think that way? So, yeah, Gordon. I'm pro-Gordon. Okay. Anyway, Impetigore, it, it's on Shudder. Check it out. Man, Shudder really is killing it. Yes. Okay. Oh, wait Man a Shutter. minute. Wait a minute. Man Shudder is what Vince gives me. <laughs> is Change he back? Of plans. Change of plans. Watson might be back on. Uh. Come on, buddy. <laughs> oh. We're having so many ups and downs with this situation. Yeah, now we're having another down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, a, it's like oh, I was up here. It's like. It's like that plane <laughs> of alive. Hey, are you there? Gentlemen, am I there? Oh, yes. He is here. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt, gentlemen. Mr. Watson here, folks. I, I cannot believe what I've been through to get get here right now. We started from the bottom and now we're here. Perfect timing. Or, you're about to go next. I, I'm going to give my 11, and then you're going to write your 20 to 11. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Oh, I'm so happy to see your smiling faces, even you, Christian. <laughs> We're all happy now. We just we went through. We do, uh, full disclosure has been on this entire show. We talked about what happened, how you came on, how you said you couldn't make it. I, I said how sad I was about it, oh. everything else, and everything. And now you. So it's very dramatic. And, oh, and I wow. celebrated yeah. <laughs> prematurely. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, okay, brother. That my number eleven. Night. And guess what, B? I I picked the same number one for him. I didn't get a chance to say it before, but I'm with you, and we'll leave it. At yeah, that for... yeah. <laughs> okay, so number eleven. Uh, I don't I I don't know what number Christian had it at, but I kind of felt the same thing. The second view did help, but I wasn't as blown away as everybody else. But I still love it. I still think it's great. Uh, and that's Possessor. It uh. It had great visuals. The thing is this. Great, great kill to start. This is what happened. The same thing that happened to me with Mandy the first time, where I heard somebody talking about it, and someone who I really trust on top of it, it, it was Duncan. Duncan said something in, in, in his page, and he says, I could see this movie 
being a trilogy, not a trilogy, but a great movie to pair up with Suspiria and the Neon Demon. So I hear comparisons like that. I'm thinking, okay, beautiful, color, trippy thing. That's what goes to my head. So I'm hearing that, and I'm watching this. I'm like, well, there's a couple scenes with some lighting, which is cool. But um, honestly, there's some... Yeah, some cool lighting, but it wasn't exactly what I was thinking. And then I was so confused because I don't want to spoil, but I thought that what was going on here was that they were trying to solve a mystery about something that already happened. And somehow they had the technology to put somebody in the spot of a murderer to get down to why this murder happened. So I thought these people were investigators. Now, the only reason I found out that they were actually something else was because I listened to... uh, it, 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 Friday Nightmares, Scott and Heather were talking about it, and they said, oh, no, that's something about Hitman and this and that. I go, wait a minute. So this is what's going on here, because I couldn't understand any of it. I said, oh, it's okay. Shrews, it's Shrews Nest all over. <laughs> wait a minute. It's a totally different movie. <laughs> Dave, I love, Dave, I love that plot, though. Holy crap. It made crap, no sense. Is... You know what I'm getting? I'm watching it, and I'm like, how is this person able to watch something that already happened? There was that one scene right before... Uh, she's placed into the guy, it, it, you know, which is, the, you know, the main part of the story. Uh, she's watching a scene with uh, the man talking to his wife, the drug dealer and the rich girl. And I thought this was the past. And I don't understand how was she able to watch the past right in front of her. And that threw me off because I thought they were going to she was going to reenact what happened and why and get to the bottom of it to solve the mystery. That's what I thought was going here. So because cause they don't come out and explain it. Later on, now this time, second time around, I understand, and they say more, and they say how they were hired for this, and I get it now, but it was just the first few, there's so much other things happening and so much confusion, and again, I, I don't want to complain about it, because I, I, it's my love, and I love it. I I just, uh, there's cool visuals for the possession that they show, and, uh, and she can't shake what she's done, uh, you know, and, and what she's seen and what's happening here. I don't want to get into the details too much, but... There's some there's some cool visuals here. There's some cool things that happen. I didn't understand why he was able to remove the thing from his head, and yet still she's inside him. There were just some questions that I had. And then when it gets to the end, I think it's a really cool reveal. I don't 100% understand how. Maybe I'm just an idiot. It's going to take me five viewings. I don't know. But apparently everyone else seems to enjoy it more than I do outside of Christian here because it sounds like he's in the same boat. But... I really did enjoy it. There's some solid kills. It's intriguing. It's interesting. It's typical Cronenberg stuff. Uh, and I think it's 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 better than his first movie, which I also enjoyed, antiviral. But um, I don't 100% get it, but the cool ending helps. <laughs> and and I like it. It's Possessor, and it's an 8.5 out of 10. So, boom. Yeah, it was 17. On my, like, just to remind you, it was 17. And pretty much I agree with everything you say. Almost like they t- tore a page out of Videodrome, but didn't actually explain anything further. It's almost like taking some ideas created there, but creating a whole different story. And like I said earlier, it could be a, it could be a bigger movie. <laughs> it could be a bigger fucking movie. Your and, right. It's got a great idea. So either, either see, either you and I are, are, are not smart enough to grasp what's going on or not noticing. No, you're definitely not. And everybody else is, and everybody else is, or everybody else is looking at it from a different eye and just excusing that there's plot holes and there's things that should be explained more that don't matter. But let me say this. I hate to say it, but I have to label this as my biggest disappointment of the year because I have no disappointments. Let me explain why. 
I'm in the 94 percentile. I'll say it again. Oh, God, I, here we go. <laughs> well, hold on. I'm only saying it for the example. What is this, the, the SATs? These... I scored the 94 percentile. <laughs> I'm going the to Harvard, the movies that I didn't like, I, I didn't go in expecting to like. When you're disappointed, it's because you have high hopes. You understand? Everything that I had high hopes for ended up working out just fine. Things that I didn't think were going to be that great weren't. But it's like everybody the way everybody was talking about it, it started with what Duncan said, and then I kept seeing uh, you know a bunch of friends of ours saying, oh, top 10, this and that, maybe top movie of the year. Everybody was blowing it so hard. I'm like, wow, this is really good. I almost blind bought the 4K. I was so freaking jazzed about it. But I didn't, and I'm glad. And nothing against it. I, I, again, it's my number 11. I think it's great. But I just – I was expecting like a number one, like a top yeah. three. Um, like I said, there's no real, to me, classics this year that are going to stand the test of time the way some others have. I, I was expecting something along those lines, and it ended up not being that. So I think that, you know, that that's why I say it's a disappointment, just because I, I it's slim pickings for me. Yeah. So I have the to one, The one thing I really loved about Possessor is – Really, I mean, besides the opening sequence with the with the with the assassin, but uh, the 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 debriefing scene at the beginning paired when with it, the debriefing scene at the end, and how the slight change in it basically tells you everything about the story and the evolution or de-evolution of our main character, and I think it's very poetic. I think there's a lot of poetry poetry in these films this year. So I agree. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mr. Watson, 20 through 11. You're here just in time. Cool. Awesome. So, yes, I was able to get 100 <laughs> movies. Oh, I hate your guts. <laughs> no, no. I was able to get 100 movies on the dot for the year. But then after some careful revisions on my list, like last night and everything with all the prep, I I took off all the fringe movies that I just couldn't justify as horror. So now I'm Good. down to 86 unique 2020 horror movie watches so 86 from 100 so my, my 20 through 11 at number 20 i have the violent spanish language possession film on netflix the day of the lord at number 19 i've got the shutter anthology the mortuary collection at number 18 the first nation zombie movie blood quantum at 17 i've got the wonderfully bizarre sci-fi horror flick vivarium at 16 I have the cosmic horror slasher-esque animated feature To Your Last Death at number 15 from the director of Satan Slaves 2018 and the Indonesian cult movie Impetigor yes. at 14. Also from Indonesia and from uh, writer-director Timo Chianto is the sequel to 2018's May the Devil Take You, and that's May the Devil Take You T-O-O. Hey, hey. Fucking assholes. Wow. <laughs> did you did you guys make your list together? Yeah. <laughs> you put this at 18, I'll put it at 17. And then you put wow. this at 16 and I'll put it I, at You 13. said nothing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and you have similar number, taste, I guess. <laughs> I, I, at number 13, guys, I got uh, the Kristen Stewart vehicle underwater. God, yeah, exactly. fucking, exactly. your cycles are synced up here. <laughs> Wait, seriously? Yeah, yeah a lot well, of similar titles. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> at number 12, I have the big, bu uh, big budget action horror creature feature, Love and Monsters. And at number 11, I have the... Uh, it seems like I, and B. I hope you'll represent here, or, or maybe maybe you will. You did last time uh, for the prequel. I have uh, number eleven. I have the sequel to 2017's The Babysitter, and that's The Babysitter Killer Queen, and that's my twenty to eleven. Nice. And yeah, fi wow. uh, finally, a film mentioned that I didn't watch, and I know you mentioned it to me, Watson, and I'm going to yeah. get to it. But Love and Monsters, I didn't watch yeah, it for this. Yeah. Shit. Or, or the Babysitter Killer Queen, or the the cartoon one. 
Everything the cartoon one was very good, like a Dude. like an animated saw. Yep. Oh, yep. Wow. Very good. But with cosmic uh, influences. Yeah. Let's just say, literally. <laughs> wow. And everything else, we had the seams, except I didn't have Vivarium there. And that was one of the ones I almost rewatched. I uh, gave it a seven and a half, and it was one that was like a lot of people. I, I said earlier, there's like three or four movies that everybody liked more than me that I wanted to give a second watch. And again, seven and a half, it's no slouch. I, I really enjoyed it. It just wasn't exactly list worthy because they ended up being eights and above. But I almost rewatched it last night. It didn't. So who knows? But <laughs> nice, we're, nice. We're in sync, Watson. Damn. Good list, cool. man. Good list. But yeah, I can't believe how how in sync you guys are. You fucks. That's funny. Wow, I can't wait to hear back everything up up to now. That's that's pretty cool. Well, you'll you get a better list. Your... <laughs> I I haven't done my twenty through eleven yet. Oh, cool. Oh, nice, awesome. Okay, I re- I really did get a, get in just in time. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. perfect. Okay. All right. So my number twenty is a film actually. The second to last film I watched for this year, I watched it yesterday, and it stuck with me, and it's called Death of a Vlogger. It is good. It's Thank very you. good. It's got some Aww. Lake Mungo feel to it. it. It's got some really cool story aspects to it, and this writer-director star that Graham Hughes is terrific. And again, sticking with some of the themes of this year, you know, about a uh, a vlogger, a YouTuber in this case, who, you know will do anything to go viral and be a, be a star. And it really goes to some weird places, some conspiracy theory type spots. And, it leaves, okay. and it leaves things sort of like up in the air at the end. But I really See, that's like... that's my thing. Not, not issue, but that's my... Ultimately, we could say that there's zero... We don't know. It depends on an interpretation. Yeah. But ultimately, we could sit here and say that there is actually zero horror happening in this movie at all. It, exactly. Exactly. It's weird, ain't it? It, yeah, yeah, it's very. I, I enjoy the hell out of it. Don't get me wrong. I'm Good characters. There's a debunker character, and, and she's terrific. And I love the scenes with her in it every oh, time. She, the Annabelle she scene. Deep, yeah. Oh, the Annabelle. Great. Yeah. Some really good scenes in this. I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree. Number nineteen. I, yeah, check it out. I will check number, it out. Yeah, cool. It's number on nineteen. Prime. Yeah, it is on Prime. Number nineteen's a Shutter film. Unique take on um, exorcisms and possession. The Cleansing Hour. Nice. Solid cool. film, uh, cool. good characters, uh, good development. I love the way the demon just is sort of playing with these characters throughout the whole film. And, and just a payoff in the end that's just like a WTF moment. And it's awesome. And it just builds from there. Number 18, and this is, I don't really want to say much about this film, but I did mention, I think it was last week or the show, or the show before that, that there's a film this year that you should, that I wanted Dave to see, that it's very much like other films, but uh, I didn't want to say which films, and that's No Escape, a.k.a. Follow Me. Oh, I didn't see it. I haven't even heard of this. I've heard of it, but I thought maybe it wasn't horror, or there was a reason I skipped uh, oh, it. Oh, it's horror. It's, again, YouTubers who travel around doing um, escape rooms, and it's very they travel i forgot what country they travel to but it's very much takes on a feel of uh hostile oh cool and the way it plays out feels very much like another film that i absolutely love that hasn't been mirrored in a long time so and it's it's hard to do but they do it i I think really effectively here so number 18 no escape number 17 i'm with mr watson vivarium yeah yeah i watched this twice and man this film just it, it's not that it's not really a fun watch. It's weird, weird to say. This is probably like my least fun watch, but it's such a good film and such a 
haunting, disturbing, you know, take on what we feel that we want out of life, this perfect ideal, you know, life in the suburbs, you know, nice little house, everything uniform. And it's just, it's really quite disturbing. And the way it, uh, it, it, uh, it focuses on like birds to tell the yeah, story. Yeah, the cuckoo bird analogy the, be about yeah, replacing the, the, yeah, that was very profound, I thought. Yeah, the cuckoo, cuckoo. bird was, yeah, the cuckoo bird stuff. And even uh, the fact that the, the, uh, the alien beings, the sounds they're making are like magpie sounds and stuff like that. It's very, mm. very mm. haunting. But you, it, know what that was, you know what that movie was to me? Uh, and not a knock. I, again, I, I quite enjoyed it. It was like a Twilight Zone episode. And that's, yeah. that's praise for me. But that every year it seems to be a Twilight Zone episode turned into a movie. To me, that, that was this is the this year's version of it. And, Dude, and- I agree 100% that this is a Twilight Zone episode. And there's another film that's going to get an honorable mention at the end of this show that is even more so a Twilight Zone episode. Mm. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, mm. but it, but I had to keep it off the list because I d- didn't feel it was horror enough, and Christian okay. confirmed it for me, but it's probably my favorite film of the year. Wow. Number 16, uh, a film that on second view actually went up a little bit for me, and that's The Platform. Dave and I talked about this, that we both were sort of like, we liked yeah. it, but we felt like... Uh, the thing the with end. that character didn't add up to me. The one character. Yeah, it almost didn't. And then I watched it. I'm like, well, I, it's almost more metaphorical. So I kind of like the ending. Yeah. Yeah, sending a message to power. Yeah, I. Yeah, it just missed my list, and I I struggled. Like there were a few, and I'm sure you you gentlemen might have talked about it already. But for some of these ones that almost hit the twenty, it, I had like thirty of them. You yeah. know. <laughs> if we have time sure. at the end, we're gonna shout them out. That that's the cool. plan. Yeah, so I I kind of like pulled back with trying to make sense of every little thing going on in the film and just, you know, really just focused on, you know, the uh, Panna Cotta and then, you know, obviously as that being their, you know, their their message and then ultimately the child, the uncorrupted mm-hmm. youth. Because, you know, it's a film where, you know, you're dealing with capitalism is messed up, but also communism is messed up because they yes. try to, they try to in, you know, instill this sort of equal equal share for everyone but they're doing it in such a violent matter that it becomes corrupted so quickly that it well literally said, B. yeah so it's it's i i don't i don't know if you watched it again dave but it's definitely worth a second watch i didn't and, and i'll repeat myself again i'll repeat it again this is and I, I don't know if i said it on this episode but this seems to be the year where for me all the stuff that everybody's blowing i'm not as high on and all the stuff that i'm i'm high on not everybody else is really into it. I, I feel like I'm this year. I feel like I'm uh, I'm I'm Donna Nelly or or Andrew Schroyer or something with the way I'm looking at these movies. Like it's weird. Like I feel like I'm in a well, boat by myself. Then I have one thing to say to you. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, just to make it uh, four for four now with all of us. These are all eight out of tens. <laughs> none of us want to give our ratings when we're doing this. I know, right? Now we will. Right. These are all eight out of tens. And I'm actually at number 15, going to start with my eight and a halfs. My number 15 is Underwater. Nice. Nice. I, yeah, just a great blend of characters, good development of the characters, underlying, you know, um, stories with them that are, you know, they're not like, wow, wow, look at me. They're just sort of. They're there. They're played out with. You kind of learn about like the captain and about Kristen Stewart, what happened in a in a way where it doesn't detract from the fact that this is a straight up like 
underwater creature feature and that reveal of the creature at the end is just phenomenal and the comic relief tj miller he plays kind of the same character in every movie he's in whether it's hard or not but i love him i think he's a i think he's a great comic relief character and and same here loved him Yeah. yeah he was good uh, number 14, I agree with Christian, Freaky. Uh, just an absolute Ooh. blast of a comedy slasher and mean-spirited kills, especially that opening sequence. Man, this is violent. Yeah. This is hilarious. And I, uh, you know, I loved Vince Vaughn and I still won't join the VVN, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll have you. We'll, fuck we'll that finish you, fuck. Fuck that finish fuck. Sorry, fuck whatever we can fuck. fit it in. <laughs> But yeah, Freaky's terrific. Uh, the lead girl in it. Did you watch it, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I, I quite liked it. And, and as far as gore's concerned, it might have had like a, a top ten gore kill of the year. The one with the saw blade. Ooh, oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah that the was Alan a Rock. great kill. My great only kill. issue was that there's like forty five minutes of the movie, like in the middle, where nothing happened. There's no kill. There's no nothing. It uh, kind of yeah. slows down. But I, I still enjoyed it. Like it's like a seven and a halfer for me. Yeah, yeah. that becomes the the. Yeah. Freaky Friday and, aspect of it. In the and middle. here's the problem. Here's the problem with me in that movie. I I called everything that was getting like right at the end. The thing with the clock, with the clock going off. I knew what the punchline was going to be as soon as it happened. And then I knew what I knew what she was going to say at the end when she says, "There's something else I discovered about being inside of you." So two, one was just a joke, which was kind of like a fu, but the other one was like a major plot point. But as soon as it happened, I already knew where it was going, so I kind of like guessed it. So it kind of left a yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't mind it because I think this one was just a showcase of of Vince right. One's comedy yeah. and and, and, and was... good kills. And the girl was, of course, from uh, our least favorite Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Activity Four. Yeah, and Supernatural. Her. Yeah, she's a, re- she's a recurring side character in the show Supernatural, and she's kind of annoying in that show. And so this is the first time, besides that bad Paranormal Activity movie, where she's really bringing it. I I love Catherine Newton. She was just she was a doll. Like she was just yeah. fantastic. I agree. Yeah, I can't believe that's her. All right, number. She, she, isn't yeah. she playing someone the same age as she played in Paranormal Activity Four in this movie? Yeah, she, she looks <laughs> wow. the same age. Except she's what? like in her twenties now, obviously. But yeah. Wow, isn't that odd? Okay, all right. <laughs> Damn. Dave loves them, them high school girls. All yeah. right, all right. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> and I didn't say nothing. <laughs> I didn't say nothing. I like Doc the twenty-year-olds when they play six. Dave Epstein right. is what we're gonna call him. <laughs> No, no, you can call me Juan Epstein. That's all I'll give you. (laughs) I'm a sweat hog. All right, number 13, Shudder, Asian film, 16th century Korea, Monstrum. Yeah. Oh, man, this film is just a fucking blast from start to finish. Great characters, good comedy, good action, good creature effects. Um, Just a really fun film. Shutter, Shutter knocked it out of the park this year. Thank Number you. twelve, The Wolf of Snow Hollow. No, oh wow! I, yeah, Ooh, I am a funny. big fan of this lead actor. He's the writer, director, Jim Same. Jim Jim Cummings. Yep. That is, yeah, and he also did another film called Thunder Road, which came out like a year or two oh, before this, yeah. which is very similar to The Wolf of Snow Hollow. It's almost identical in terms of the character. But uh, it's not a horror film. It's much more of a of a serious drama, even though its character is very similar. And this one, I just his comedy landed for me yes, throughout the it, whole film. Be 
Same here. Every everything like when he slaps the corner in the face, <laughs> I was fucking rolling. I was like, this guy rules. Except he kind of he's tragic though too. He's hilarious and angry, yeah. but he's tragic because you know he's fucking up everything. But he's trying to fix everything, and he's walking this razor's edge. Yeah, I'm glad you had this on the list. Yeah, cool. Dude, what did you think a- of the the reveal? I don't want to say what it is, but what did you think of the reveal about the identity of the? It, it made sense to me more on the second watch, and, okay. and I liked it, but, like, it was almost secondary to this character and right? just his Weird. struggles. I mean, he's an alcoholic in this one. It's got some serious undertones, even though there's a lot of comedy in it. It's, but I it's did, funny. I, they balance it nicely, too. They do. <laughs> With the Keep scene where in. the scene where the cops where his where his, uh, his deputies keep saying, uh, it's a werewolf, it's a werewolf, and he's like... He, He's like the only rational one. He's like werewolves don't exist, and then the one cop says something, and the reporters hear, reporters hear them say it, and he's like, "Come take a walk with me," and then he attacks him in the snow. <laughs> oh yeah, that was good. <laughs> I loved it, and I enjoyed the payoff, and I, uh, I was a little confused with something at the end, but uh, at the very end, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it, and I think the the end for the character in terms of, I'll just stop there. I don't want to spoil it in case people haven't seen <laughs> it, but. Yeah, but it, it's another great film from this year. And again, this is still in the eight and a half category. And my number 11, finally, we're going to match one up, Watson. Babysitter 2, Killer Queen. Hey, oh, sweet. I just had so much fun with it. I, I, It was getting so much hate, B, but I just had My son and I were just laughing our asses off the whole time. We, 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 I double featured it for him because he hadn't seen the first one. We just laughed. It, it was yeah, exactly. It's fun. Stop taking it so seriously. I don't know what people yeah. were expecting. The fathers in this one stole the sh- stole the yes, movie. <laughs> Every time these fathers were on screen together, they were fucking hilarious. Ken going, Marino never yeah. fails to bring it. You going on tour, Snoop? <laughs> when they're smoking weed together, and then when he's like, do you have a picture of your baby? And he shows them a picture of the car instead of a picture of his daughter because <laughs> she stole the car. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, bringing back all the likable, fun, evil characters from part one and some nice twists to it. I, I get it. Some of the CGI is a little sure, a little wonky, but I don't care. I love these characters. And, uh, and you know, Samara Weaving can't do no wrong. Nope. And, mm-hmm. and what's her name who played, uh, who was in the first one? She was a kid then. Yeah, she, she grew up. What, she's, she's, she's a beautiful young woman yep. now. She was in, uh, no, uh, Emily... Emily, Emily Allen Lind. Yeah. yeah. The, the, she, played yeah snake, she played Snake Bite Andy in uh, yep. oh. Dr. Sleep. She's, okay. she's gorgeous. I think she's a future star also. Oh, the sure. kid who plays Cole is terrific. Um, just just a fun blast of a film. Eight and Listen, a half out of ten. You said the CGI, but here's the thing. I always am the one on the show that shits on CGI. If this was it, the CG sucks. Because it the budget is up here. It's got to be fucking flawless at this point. You can't make little fucking witch monsters with sagging tits lumbering down the hallway. Like I say, it just doesn't work. (laughs) This is the Babysitter 2, and it works, and it fits the movie fine. It's all how it's presented to you. I have absolutely no issue with the CGI here. Yet, it bothers me in the movies like it. Chapter 2. I get the complaint. You're you're figuring budget into it. I I 100% get what you're saying. Yeah. Budget and even tone. Yeah. And, and it, uh, it works yeah. fine for this. I don't want to rehash that it chapter two. I listened to that discussion the other day. Let's we'll let's review it chapter minutes. two right now before we get to the top. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I think time. we got some time. Yeah. Yeah, that's all we have. Oh, uh, let me say this two things quick though. 
Wolf of Snow Hollow, this is why it didn't make my list for all the reasons that it, you guys seem to like it. And that was the movie that I had picked for C as his number one. I don't know why. I had a feeling it would be right up his alley. It was my pick for him for number one. The only reason I changed it was because of what he said about the rewatch, and that's why I went with Possessor. But that was my original pick, and I literally just made these picks right as I sat down this morning, like a minute before I turned on my mic. So I was like, okay, him, 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 this is what they pick. I did anyway, the exact same. Actually, the, the comedy, I wrote down my picks because I got I got really? trouble Watson for having everything digital for everything else. So my picks oh. for you guys are written down. Well, he was rustling through buddy. papers last okay. week like he was eating a bag of Stacy's pizza chips. Okay, I'm going to take a picture pizza. of my picks for you guys on my computer right now, so you can so I can have proof. Have we gotten? Have you? Did you get anything wrong, Dave? With Christian, you said he already no, did. No, no, yeah, no, totally. With yeah, he already yeah. he already picked my he picked my number one as possessor, which I was picked, my number yeah. seventeen. Yeah. Oh damn it! That's what I had picked for you too. Well, actually, oh, no, I switched it last minute. I'm gonna show you the picture. I switched it last minute. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. Sure. You're gonna see. Um, let me take a picture of it. So anyway, let me get back to Snow Hollow. This is what was weird for me in this movie. I can't explain why, and you guys are all gonna disagree. I know that I can't help it, but the the comedy in that movie didn't seem like it belonged. It seemed like I was watching a very serious movie that was just throwing in a comedic line every so often just for the sake to do it. it there was no, like, it was the weird, I've never seen a movie, a horror comedy, where I watched it, and I was like, hmm, why would they make Why would they make that part funny? Everything else about this is very, it'd be like watching, this is extreme, but it'd be like watching schindler's list and and like every 10 minutes or so somebody cracks a joke or, or makes a wisecrack about something a it, just joke. Didn't, it, it didn't, is hilarious it is a hilarious movie it didn't fit the film for me and i can't Sorry. explain why i've just never seen a movie where the comedy didn't fit and that that's was my what I li- that's what i liked about it i understand completely you what you're saying it was so offbeat off yeah, yeah. but i loved that's what i loved about it because, yeah 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 okay i just couldn't it's, it, it was almost saying like comedy and tragedy just goes hand in hand. It seems so illogical. Yeah. I don't. Either way, it's okay. It's a, but that was just Pop again. Tens. I'm opposite. I'm opposite. Okay. Thanks, else. Jeremy. One, one quick question. <laughs> one quick question for the new babysitter movie. Did they did they do the same thing that the problem I had with the first one, where when they're being chased by the killer, they, they will crack a joke, like ill placed comedy. Probably. Did they, did they fix that? Uh, no. they, you know what? I can't think, but they probably did the same. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Just curious. All right. I'm probably not going to watch it. I, <laughs> I posted when I watched that movie, cause I had a ball with that movie too. And I, I'm surprised it ended up at my 26th spot babysitter too. And I, that just shows, mm-hmm. but when I watched that, the, the, com- the comedic timing of that kid, there was a scene in the car that I remember posting to our page. that I just thought was genius where, where they're driving. And I think they're, they're I, again, with, without trying to spoil too much, it's just a scene. It's just a reaction. He kind of looks to the camera and says something. And I thought, wow, his timing is fucking fantastic. Such a small nuance. It's not a waka waka moment. It was just a, such a small <laughs> nuance. And I remember laughing my fucking head off. <laughs> How did you get it back it. on? Yeah, carefully. Carefully. <laughs> At least you didn't say literally before you said laughing. I was literally, literally laughing my head off. You were you literally using uh, the word you. wrong. Everyone Fuck literally you. uses that word wrong. I fucking... Uh, uh, I'm trying to be chill. Forget it. <laughs> Dave, what's going on? Succeeding. 
so I haven't spoken about that in like a year, and it it just burns my every time I you know I often listen to podcasts. <laughs> really every burns day what? I burns my buttons. <laughs> I listen to podcasts all the time, and I always hear somebody saying, "I literally shit my pants when that happened." No, you well, didn't. I, actually, sometimes I literally do. <laughs> well, true. It wasn't a great. It wasn't the best example that could happen. Anywho, should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> top tens. Top tens. I'm just kidding. Top tens. Yes, top tens. Now we're rob- round robbing it, correct? Yepper. Yep. <laughs> All right. Robin. Round robin. Yep. My number ten. I guess I am going first, right? Or was Watson supposed to go first? Yeah, no, you know, you first, Watson second, me B. Okay. My number ten uh, was Color Out of Space. I said uh, in the opening, Watson, you didn't hear this. This was the year of the uh, the. <laughs> The cinematographer. Copy. This was the year of the anthology, and this was the year mm-hmm. of the cutting board. <laughs> ah, like the and this movie board. has there's I don't know what it is with this movie and and old women chopping up their fingers on a on a cutting board. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it happened a few times, and and I this would I I I get it. it Nicholas Cage, I don't think goes full Cage in this. I think he's actually oh. a little bit more restrained than he usually mm-hmm. is, and. It was thoroughly enjoyable all the way through. Um, just enjoyed it 100%. I don't know if it's on any of your lists, so I'm not going to expand too much more. That's okay. I enjoyed you're, it. You're not, I enjoyed you're not getting honey dick this way. Say whatever I, you want. I, I enjoyed <laughs> it. Didn't make my list, but I actually, I'm, it's pretty high. I'm actually surprised so far. I expected, even though I do feel like our lists differ in some ways, I'm, I'm surprised that I'm pretty much liking most of the films that are mentioned on everyone's list. Although, yeah, I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Dave's top 10 to start pulling out some three out of 10s that were on my list or something. I know. It might happen this year. <laughs> and he's going to be yelling at me. He's going to be like, that's not even a fucking horror movie. You I, honestly thought I, I honestly thought I hit all the heavy hitters at 101 watches, Watson, which was my number. And mm-hmm. yet then you had Lord of the Dead, No Escape, Follow Me, Death of the Vlogger. There was another one Dave mentioned that was uh, the the Indonesia one, uh, I, which In I hadn't category? seen. Yeah. Oh, oh, may the yeah. devil take you too. And that to both of those, yeah. So there's yeah. five already. So actually, the heaviest hitter of this Day of the year, Lord. Though, the heaviest hitter of this year that was definitely Russell Crowe. <laughs> 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 he might have been the heaviest shitter. Uh. <laughs> he was shitting out fucking Kristen Stewart. <laughs> he burped up her underwear. <laughs> and shit her out. Yep. <laughs> you missed all of this. Uh... Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Watson. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, you had to be there. Yep. <laughs> okay, what you got, Watson? Okay, at number 10, I've got one Brandon and I had talked about at the start of the year, and we we, we disagree about this movie, at least as, insofar as I know, and it is, at number 10, The Golden Glove. So Ooh. this is by far the most vile, disgusting, transgressive, and offensive horror movie I've seen all year, and I loved it. Like, I know some people, and B and I talked about this, you know, some some folks and took, you know, agree with him and, and right. You know, that's fine. They didn't care for the movie because of the inaccuracies of the real life case. And I am sympathetic to that. But I guess I went into this movie, you know, thinking of it as, you know, a very pseudo biopic, you know, and I expected the sensationalism. Plus, I can't say I knew very much about the actual events that the movie's depicting. So ignorance was kind of bliss for me. I wasn't really bothered by what I didn't know. And I still enjoy Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, 1986, and that movie's a load of shit. 
because Henry Lee Lucas was a fucking lying sack of shit. So, you know, the, that movie is what it is. So is this one. And The Golden Glove, yeah, very disturbing account of a murdering, raping psychopath in 1970s Germany. And I would actually like to give my award for best actor of the year to uh, Jonas Dossler, who plays the film's lead character. Just the way this handsome actor, because he's a handsome guy, just transforms into this just gross sleazy and physically nauseating character the way he did this is beyond me the guy killed it so i recommend all you listeners to catch this on shutter if you can you won't soon forget it that's the golden glove any thoughts anybody christian does it before every episode transforms into this gross (laughs) uh, well again i think david and i both liked it it ended up yeah i liked it it ended up being like i was i gave it like a seven or seven like it's 57th on my list 57 yep. on my list but it was i i agree everything you said i agree with it just i guess didn't resonate uh or or make it to that uh that top 20 area but no. what a it, it's definitely vile uh yeah. and i can understand why brandon didn't like it but uh, i just feel like it, it it went over the top vile and and took away from the story where it's like a film like 10 rillington place from the 70s is uh it's also a sleazy, grimy look, but really more accurate and true to the story. I feel like here they went like, let's make everything as vile and disgusting as possible. With and and it get the story almost gets lost. But it was an early watch for me. I wasn't a huge right. fan, but maybe at some point a second watch. I'm with you. It was an early watch for me too. So, was, but yeah. as I'm hearing Watson talk about it. Uh, it's making me want to go back and watch. It's, this could happen. A lot of times someone could talk about a movie that I haven't seen in a while and it does nothing for me. Like, yeah, I saw it once. That's it. I, I don't need to see it again. It was it was a 7 out of 10 and that's it. It was okay. But this is also a 7 out of 10, but also it's a situation where Watson's talking about it and I'm like, you know what? I really want to watch that movie again. So that says oh. something. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Ah, back to my notes here. All right, my number 10. Okay, man, I've heard a lot of different stuff about this movie. I've heard some people didn't like it. Some people I've even heard don't consider it horror, and I don't quite get that. I've heard a lot of people complain about a certain actor's portrayal. Maybe it didn't bother me because I've never really seen this actor or anything but this one, but I thought this was a fun ride and had good gore and a good story beginning to end, and that movie is called Becky. I really enjoyed Becky. Yeah, to Ooh. me, it's it's like a filmed rape in movie with a, What's that? <laughs> who who filmed right around the corner from our house? My house. Who knew? <laughs> Is it real? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Dude, I quite quite liked it. Um, it's it's to me, it's like a rape revenge movie without the rape. It wasn't a rape, but it was some other things. And mm. this 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 girl is badass. We're seeing this girl. Um, getting older in in the horror genre. This like the I think the third movie she's done horror wise, and. She does a good job. And I got to tell you, Kevin James, I think, is fucking fantastic. Now, I never watched King of Queens. Me so neither. I can't yeah. tell you. Anytime I've ever seen that, that show, King of Queens, it was when I was living with my father. And he would watch it from time to time. And I would walk in the room and I would see it. And I would sit down for a minute. But if I'm sitting down to watch it, my eyes are only on Leah Remini. Because I, I thought that she was gorgeous. And I, I love her character in that movie and in that show. Um, it's just, she, I'm all about that New York uh, girl. And I wasn't really paying attention to him. So if he's cracking wise or whatever, it, my focus was on her. So in, in the brief time I've ever seen Kevin James, I wasn't even giving him a, a second thought. But I've heard people say he didn't go far enough to me. That I don't know why everybody wants everybody that's involved uh, as being 
you know, a, a skinhead or a Nazi or whatever to constantly be walking around fucking, fucking saying hi of Hitler and this and that and constantly preaching it. No, the real higher ups aren't like that. Didn't you see American History X? They, mm. th- those main characters, like you know, uh, the, the head of it all, um, Stacy Keach. I forget his name, even though I've seen it a million times. One of my favorite movies, but. His character, he isn't walking around goose-stepping and this and that and constantly preaching. They evolve from that. This is like, I'm an all, it's like a business to them. I'm all business. This is what I believe in. So the fact that he wasn't throwing all kinds of lines, like directly at a person, people in the room that, you know, were of different color, doesn't mean that he wasn't convincing enough as, as somebody that, that subscribes to that. That's my interpretation. He does say a few it. things about mixed breeding and stuff like that. To me, that's more realistic. If you want a character of a Nazi, you can see that at anywhere. But it, I just, I, I thought... I agree with you. I agree. Thanks. Also, also like in Higher Learning, when Remy okay. gets himself killed at the end, and, and um, what's his name, the, the head, like, neo-Nazi is like is pissed off because here's like a good soldier who could have done something with himself to advance the cause. Just right. like you spoke of uh, Cameron, what's his name in uh, yeah. in American History X. Yeah, the higher ops are always, and those are the more scary. You sure, know, of course they are, people. right? Yeah, totally. The other ones that talk a yeah. lot are they're talkers. They're 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 fronting. You know yeah. what I mean? They they might not even believe in the cause. They're just trying trying to be part of something that accepts them. So like, oh yeah, this or this. I'm going to talk racism. I'm going to say this and that. it's like anything. It's like politics even. They just want to hear an echo chamber. Everything they say, they want to they want it to come back. They want everyone to agree. And they, oh, I'm part of this cool cool tribe. So to me, that's more believable that he isn't over overly into it. So I thought he was great, and he's probably another guy that he's not my 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 best actor, but I thought he was one of the the better portrayals of especially of a villain this year. But I really like him, I, uh, his performance. I liked all the performance. She was great. Uh, as far as characters, yeah. I like all the characters that I'm supposed to like. Uh, we get a lot of good kills, man. We get the, the kill by the boat. We get the dock propeller, the kill outside the fort. We get an unexpected death early. I didn't think that was going to happen. I just, I really didn't. You know, I watched it twice and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It, it. It's my kind of fun. I know to some people it may not be a fun Those movie. pencils outside the fort. Ooh. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, I dig it. It was a fun yeah. movie, man. Start to finish, I'm, I'm on board. There's a solid score in the movie. You have a cherry on top ending. Again, I'm big on that. And the Overlook floor art is in this movie at one point. So, <laughs> and there's another movie that has Overlook floor stuff in, in, in this year. But either way. I must have um, overlooked it. <laughs> no, man. I love you, B. <laughs> but yeah, Becky, eight and a half out of ten. Nice. Cool. All right, I'll make my number 10 quick because it was brought up already. Uh, VFW. <laughs> this to yeah, me please. is like people talking about like the gore in, in Freaky is great. The the violence in Possessor is great. But this is the this is the year's most fun gore fest to me. And it just, yeah. you know, you talked about the, the nod to John Carpenter, of course, like the homage to Assault on Precinct 13, which is one of my favorite films of his. Great film. Great kills, fun characters, just that all-out grindhouse look and feel to it. I mean, just a complete, complete blast. I just and uh, Sierra McCormick as Lizard. I thought she was terrific. She is. You know, in this bar, challenging these just big fucking hulking men. And uh, what's her name? Dora Madison. Had oh, the, she was her. God. She's first of all, she's stunning. But Oof. her kill in this was fucking epic. Yep. Probably, probably my second favorite kill of the year. 
second only to Hunter Hunter now after watching that yesterday, Ooh. which was my official last film watch of the year. Is that, that Orby? What an ending, eh? Yeah, yeah it's, it it's hard. It's a good film. Okay. But that yeah. ending, holy fuck. That's what I said. I was enjoying it. Sorry to get off topic, but I was enjoying it too because <laughs> it didn't it show up on my list. Um, and you're like, like you're dancing around with it. Is it horror? Is it? Is it just a dark drama? What, like what? Uh-huh. And then, and then as it plays out, it gets like you're like, where is this going? And then where it ends up in that final act, and specifically the last like five minutes or two minutes, just elevates it one whole no, uh, one whole point. I think up. Because the of what she puts transpires. that Walkman on, <laughs> oh, she puts the Walkman man. on. It's fucking and and then it, def- it, it definitely <laughs> like just belly flops right into now the whole That's horror. horror. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I you, I'm convinced. Okay. Cool. I I can't wait to see that. But yeah, be about VFW. Like I I agree with everything you're saying. It is a blast. De- you know, Dora Madison is always stunning. And you know, mm. Sarah McCormick. Uh, Sarah McCormick is honestly incredibly stunning herself. Not in this movie because she's not really on display. But I, I've seen her just in other things kind of around. And it's she's like yeah. a very, very beautiful young woman. Like she's yeah. going to – and she's also the lead in a movie you might be bringing up later. She most certainly is. And yeah, yeah probably my favorite film of the year. But I, I was just wondering oh. if with, with Joe Bigos, if uh, if it's in like all of his scripts that um, George Went has to be killed by Dora <laughs> Madison. <laughs> yeah, right? Because <laughs> it happened twice. Nice. <laughs> Two for two. Two for two, nice. Oh, yeah. Maybe he'll kill. Maybe he will kill her in the next movie. Oh nice. man, her kill! Just oh my god, Old she's so man. badass in this. I, and I Stephen love, Lang, man. Stephen Lang, he was oh, he was great. I, Fred yeah. Williamson, uh, Martin Cove. Martin oh, Martin Cove was terrific. I I yeah. love it. I love that that camaraderie. Yeah. That William Sadler, all of them. They were all just terrific in this. The uh, What's his name? Tom Williamson, the one who played Sean, the young soldier, came home, came home. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. some brutal scenes when that big hulking guy first comes over and he pushes through the crowd and he grabs the guy at the front of the at the front of the door trying to get in and he uses his head to smash the door in. Oh, that was great. I'm just like, this is this is a fucking blast. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. It's just a fucking blast. So Indeed. that's why it snuck into my top ten. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and now number nines. Number nine. Number cool. nine. Okay, well, this was a Netflix surprise for me, and it's Don't Listen. Now, is ah. it Voss's? All right, we is that won't. The... We won't. Stop. Yeah. We won't. We knew that was coming. <laughs> Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Boy, do I love... I don't know what it is in me, uh, from, but from uh, aesthetic... I love when a movie opens and ends with the exact same shot. Well, or... That exact same shot mm. with a few additions that end mm-hmm. up just making it even more horrific. That alone, if a movie can do that and not feel forced, I'm all in. Add the add the performances, add the absolute like twists. Like I had no clue when the first character when that character dies, Oof. I was like, what? <laughs> and then it does it again. <laughs> And you're like, what, what the fuck? Well, because what? it's throwing you for a loop. I think here, I love it when, again, when a movie presents you with these characters and you think, okay, I guess we're along for the ride with these characters for the whole movie. And then it, it, it sucker punches you twice with it. I mean, it, it's it's a great film for that reason alone. I, I'm i not necessarily on board. Like, I mean, it, I'd have to watch it again to to sort of get into all, like, the, the theories behind, like, like what, they're, what they're doing from... Um, 
quote-unquote science standpoint or from a sound standpoint, but just from what I saw and what was presented and from just like a cinematic and emotional attachment, I love this movie. What? 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 <laughs> That's what I said too. It was a fist pump moment, but up there's my issue. Again, I'm not saying if it's on my list or what. I think it's a great movie. I'm leaving it at that. However, I, I had some, like, everyone was blowing it, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, everything I see right now is very generic haunted stuff. The, the, the voices coming through here, this, the fly. And, like, my wife called it. That was my biggest complaint, that the guy didn't know what all those flies meant. Come on, you know what's going on there. But they're playing like, oh, why would there be a bunch of flies here? I think this, you know, between that and the, so my wife's watching this. She goes, well, okay, well, that's going to happen here. The flies mean that. Then the kid drawing the picture in the beginning. Okay, well, at the end, they're going to tie up these pictures and it's going to all lead to. So my wife's calling all this stuff and I'm 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, everything is so generic. And then all of a sudden I said that but went, whoa, okay. What? Thanks for doing what? that. Yeah, what? Stop you know, talking, wrench. Thank you for doing that. I'm watching this movie. Stop talking. So that's that stuff. Awesome. Those those shocking things that happened were the best parts about it, but everything else was too generic, been there, done that for me to elevate it to a certain uh, level. The cinematography in it is just beautiful. And mm -hmm. You combine that with the surprises in the script, and that's what they do. Like, okay. Like, I, we're talking about zombie movie. If they could somehow get you on board with yet another zombie film, then I'm all I'm all about it. And here we are, another haunting. So I thought yeah. those those twists and the way it was shot and the fact that they, it was confined to that house and who they bring in with for the help and everything like that, I thought that was all kind of taking little bits of, of movies that we may have liked, but presenting it to you fresh. So I, I, I get it. I'm read, I agree. Yeah. I yeah. dig it. I just couldn't get, there was just a couple, like I said, I couldn't get over the fly thing is obvious. You're not going to check. I don't know. It would be either way. Whatever. I, th it, I think they try to explain that just with the fact that they, it sounds like they've been into, he's been flipping houses and now yeah, it is. he's going in well, to he do that. Know. And he's a flies equal shit. one thing. That yeah. many flies equal one thing and one thing only, whether it's an animal, a person or, 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 or a big bag of shit. You know that something really bad is down there, and you better take care of it immediately. I thought anyway. it was a video cassette of Spookies at first. I think he actually knocked it down, and there's a video of Spookies just sitting there, and all the flies were trying to avoid it. It was a real fly-by-night operation. Oh, my God. Oh, B. I'm yeah. so glad you're here. Awesome. Oh. Okay. Christian stills won the night, though. I just... Burping up the underwear. I don't know why. Just the way you said it. <laughs> the joke comes from, again, how do you explain a joke? It never was funny. But we said that Russell Crowe must have eaten Kristen Stewart. <laughs> and then, and then of course, he burped up the underwear from underwater. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's, right. that's, that's where it came from. Was and how unfit he was. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Sweet, sweet. Just dragged all the joy <laughs> out of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, at number nine, I've got a movie that I got a lot of joy out of, and that would be Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary at my number nine. Like, anybody who hasn't seen this, don't let the stupid title of this one fool you. This is a Portuguese language supernatural horror comedy out of Brazil. And it cracked me the hell up. At first, I'm, I'm kind of like Dave is talking about with Don't Listen. But, like, at first, I'm sitting here going, all right, this is pretty run-of-the-mill with the whole fake ghost hunters come into contact with a real ghost trope. Okay, I got it. And then it did, much like Don't Listen, it does something delightfully subversive and unexpected regarding 
who lives and who dies and, and the first kill i honestly couldn't believe they did that like the first person they kill off and it was refreshing as hell to see it's also incredibly gory and i'm always on board with that the humor was probably my favorite part though because it was downright irreverent and will offend the sensibilities of certain folks there's a kind of some 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 very untoward jokes uh regarding i don't know if you if you all saw but like where a, a guy uh, gets it on with kind of an old teacher lady, and it's pretty disgusting. And then another guy who's hiding uh, in the same sort of scenario is hiding with a kid, and he just goes, uh, like, he goes, I can't have sex with a kid. He's like, well, you missed your chance. And I'm <laughs> rolling. I'm like, okay. If you're, if, I love offensive stuff. And so, yeah, the movie's on Shudder here in the U.S. now, probably in other regions as well. So you're listening to the show, and these three haven't offended you guys yet, then, you know, you'll be at home watching this super fucking fun movie, and that's Ghost Killers versus Bloody Mary at my number nine. Hell yeah. I liked it. It's been a while since I saw it, but it was better than I was expecting it to be, when you know, by, by the name. Yeah. But it was fun. It was definitely oh, fun. And movie. I didn't see it, so I wrote it down to watch. Oh, um, nice. It's on Shudder, so. Isn't it? It's on Shudder, Not right? Canadian yep. one, unfortunately, oh. but it's okay. I, I'll VPN in. That's my yeah, suite now. Plexin. <laughs> mine too, right mine on. too. Right. Okay, number nine. I don't know if anyone's going to talk about this movie. I haven't heard too many people mention it anywhere. I know people have watched it. I just, again, this is the year where I think I'm higher on, on certain movies than other people are, and vice versa. But uh, for me, and if you know my taste, you'll understand why I like it. This movie is called Renapel. Oh, I didn't I get around to this one day. A lot of people have this on the list, and it was re- recommended to me, and I liked it. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, it's my. It's just my type of film. Uh, it's it's so basic, but I really cared for the character. Uh, this guy lives with his mother, and she's elderly and has uh, you know, problems. She's on her way to dementia, and it's placed in the 80s, but it doesn't hit you over the head with that, which is always a plus for me. It's a low-budget film. This guy... Uh, <clears throat> He's in this thing called Video Rendezvous because that, that was the day, <laughs> you know, it's the 80s. So he goes and he gets videotapes and he, it's like a dating site before there were dating sites where you go and you submit a videotape. And of course, it's hard for a guy to get noticed. And, you know, you see him at the beginning and one girl looks great, but she goes and he can't live in his mom's basement. Oh, yeah, that's oh. exactly <laughs> And that's exactly How? what he's doing. And it's too bad because he's not yeah. a bad looking guy. He's got a good heart, but he's stuck in this situation. Yeah. But I mean, he's a nice guy. But eventually... He uh, picks up this video that's at that same place, and it's called Run Pale. And it's just like this thing. You put the tape. And how crazy that the guy that's on the other end, and I didn't know this till recently. I didn't know it because I watched it twice. Is fucking Gordon Lachance from freaking Stand By Me. Yeah, Will he, Wheaton. Will Wheaton. It's crazy. He was, he was great in it, too. Dude, he oh, was cool. great in it. They were both, both performances, they, I think, were great. Yeah, yeah. You know? How funny... I mean, it's tragic, too, because the character of David in Rent the Pal is a great character. When he goes back to re-record his message, when she suggests that he does that, and he, like, delivers this perfect, like, poetic, so like, good. like so good. And- yes. Overachieved <laughs> in every way. I'm like, that's a oh great Oh, my way. God. I'm like, that's perfect. He's going he's gonna to be, you know, knee-deep yep. in the pussy. And then, of yep. course, he's like, oh, we got to cut that down to 30 seconds. And he fumbles <laughs> over oh. everything. And I'm just... That would be me in that situation. <laughs> you win the retake? Forget yeah, retake uh, <laughs> I'm looking for somebody to take care of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, I have to see this. Oh, yeah, you, you got to see, gotta see the movie. It's really okay. good. It's a cool. corny thing where in the beginning, the guy's pretending to be your friend. Like you log on, you press play on your, v- on your VCR, and he says, hello, my name is so-and-so, and I'm here to be your pal. And then you're supposed to talk, and he's responding to that. So it's oh. like 
tape. It's going to be the same thing. So tell me about your life. And then tell me about your parents. And he's like, oh, yeah, moms can be tough. You know, and it's so that, really, that's the premise of it. Putting in a videotape and having a conversation with your new pal that way. And, you know, it's in the discount bin. So it probably obviously didn't sell so well. But that's what it happens. But, of course, it goes to another level. And I don't think you could take it as the B explanation for a couple reasons. I think you can only mm. take it as the Watson explanation when we oh. get to the, the movie. There is a way where I could see some people do it, but I think enough fingers point in the direction. But that's the beauty of the film. Okay, I think okay. enough, enough fingers point in the direction of this being an actual evil entity somehow going through a videotape and talking to this person and, and doing oh. what that it's going to lead to things. But I'm convinced. You really okay. Care about when things start going his way, you're, of course, you're really Disagree. happy for him. Did you watch <laughs> no. it twice? I watched it twice, yeah. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, we'll see what Watson says. But you get really happy for him when he needed it at the most at, at, at this point of his life. And then things go a certain way, and then he starts making decisions. You get frustrated with his decisions. But ultimately, you get a great climax and a great ending. And it's an original story. And again, it's one of those movies with a small cast, kind of intimate. And I am into it. I think it's it's a, it's a really good story. And, you know, it, it's fun. There's some, good there's some score good, as well. Good score as well. Yes. And good performances. Cool. It's yeah. good. It's a good movie. It's called Run a Pale. So check it's it neat. out. Eight and, a half. Eight and a half. Okay. Yep. That's very nice. All right. My number nine is a movie called Come Play. But that's nice. Nice. I'm glad someone shot this. I like this movie, and I thought a lot of people were going to shit on it. So I'm sorry, Brandon. I don't want to steal your. You know what? what? Dicked you. Okay. No, <laughs> you know, you know what, you know what it is for me. This film is, is this year's before I wake for me. Okay. And surprisingly it's, better than what anybody would, because people are automatically thinking it's going to be a Slender Man. Sorry, I'll stop talking. No, and yeah, I mean the evil. You know, it's Please. about a nonverbal autistic kid named Oliver. He's got no friends. He sort of lives on his iPad or wa- watching cartoons and stuff. And he comes across this like evil app that presents itself about this demon entity named Larry who just wants a friend. So it it relates in that way that you know Larry wants a friend. He wants a friend. The more you read the story, it gives more power to Larry, and Larry kind of comes through the electronics and that. So I'm sure there's sort of like underlying messages about you know anti-devices you know get the kids away from the devices but there's great stories throughout you know a great struggle between the parents the father the mother the son the friends at school who are there who are bullying him now who used to be his good friends and there's just a lot of really good character development here and by the end of this film i love the way certain things resolve itself like People make good decisions. Not everyone's a piece of shit in this film. People yeah. people do shitty things in this film, but they get deeper into it and explain it. And ultimately, there's redemption in the end. And, and the final scene of this film just had me like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted. Bro, it's true to such man. a... It's such yeah, it it's such a me ending. People are gonna be like, that's corny as fuck, but it's such a me ending, and I fucking loved it. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll leave it there because I I mean I don't really want to spoil any of these movies in case people haven't seen them. But the the boy in this, he's terrific. I what's his name? I have it up here. Let me bring up his name. People are gonna put this into the bye bye man, Slender yeah. man, that category, or maybe even like countdown from last year, which. I actually still kind of enjoyed. I thought it was better than than 
the usual uh, shit we get, but this is elevated with having some Dude, heart. I th- yeah, but I think yeah, it characters. has a lot of heart. Azzy Robertson plays Oliver, and Jillian Jacobs as the mother, Sarah. Standout performances. John Gallagher Jr.'s in this. He's great in this. He was good in uh, Underwater. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think people are going to be taken out of it by the CGI, but fuck it. it. It all comes down to story and enjoyment factor for me in a film like this. It's like, you got to look past it. Like, what could they have done? Could they have made the CGI a little bit better? Could, I still think there were genuinely creepy scenes like yes. the sleepover when, when these three bullies, you know, are basically forced to come and sleep over at the house. And, uh, you know, they conjure up Larry. Yeah, so I think there's some too. really cool stuff in here. And, and like I said, the payoff for me was just what, you know, elevated it from a film that might have been like a seven, seven and a half, all the way up to an eight and a half. And that's where it oh, stands for me. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I'll check it out. I'd it's say good. family horror. Family horror. Not in a yeah. not, not that it doesn't get scary enough because you can be terrified depending on how your kids relate to to horror. But because of the family element to it, it's it's kind of like cool. uh, Wonder the horror movie. Interesting. But but it's interesting also that this character Oliver, he's nonverbal, he's autistic, and they're doing so much for him, and, and you know he can't communicate with his family about what's going on here. And so he has to use devices, which is how this evil entity comes into play. So it's really kind of oh, scary right. in that sense. It's 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 it's, cool. it's it's really good. It's mm-hmm. really good. I I, I yeah. highly recommend it. It was a it was a big surprise. I wasn't really expecting much, and I was pleasantly surprised for uh, for this one. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Are we back to me? Back yeah, to back. you. Oh, We're fine. Sir. Fine. You gotta do it. Number yeah. eight. <laughs> Number eight, another super surprise. I was very happy with this. Saw a lot of people shitting on it. And again, I, I, you're the cinematographer, beautiful looking film, great quote unquote sequel. And that's Peninsula. Oh, I love, man. I love the story where they went with the story, not a direct follow up, but in the world of, I love the look of it. And again, characters that you care about and there's, there's an emotional moment at the end that I think maybe just goes on a little too long. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but other than that, it's good I, though. Yeah. It had me. It had me. But I'm like, no, end it, end it. And then you're like, looking at your watch at one point. You're like, you, you just, you, you the had helicopter me. is right yeah. there. You had <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. So Damn. that was my only. They froze that moment, Brian De Palma style, way too long for its own good. But other than that. I was on board for the whole thing. I, just a fun ride. Once again, I don't think you're learning anything new, but it's what do we do within a zombie apocalypse, a world that we've become very familiar with, and, and kind of um, tell a different story. And and I, I was on board with the heist kind of uh, subplot yeah, of this. Cool. So I like enjoy they, they brought back the family that yeah. that he drove by at the beginning. That stuff that yeah. was great. Uh, yes. The relationship with the brother-in-law that was you know. So it, Christian it, Brandon, I, I told Dave on an episode of Watsy that I don't think he's going to like this movie. Would would you agree with that? It's because of the the way it's primarily action oriented. Uh, yeah, I skipped it. Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. It, and yeah, my very, love for the first one, I was like, they went from that to that. It's I don't know. It's my. It's very me. actiony, but I still feel like they they give heart to the characters and they and That's they true. develop them well. So I yeah. I, yeah. I agree with Christian on that. It didn't make my list personally, but 
right there, high seven and a half, seven point seven five range. So and I'm still. Oh, by the way, I'm still at the eight range for these last few. So there you go. But yeah, <laughs> oh. thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyable. I was again. I didn't know what to expect, and I heard some people say, "That's ah, okay." And again, this made that that it had a very uh, short theatrical release when the theaters started opening up again. And of mm. course it wasn't playing anywhere near me and I was trying to be safe. Even though my wife works at the theater, I'm like, if this was at your theater, I'd be there in a second. So then I ended up watching it when it, when it hit land VOD. So nice. it hit land and it came off the peninsula and hit land. <laughs> I love you B. I'm just glad you're here, buddy. I <laughs> me too. Yeah. That makes gl- one I'm, of us. I'm glad I'm still here too. <laughs> yeah. We are still here. Yes. Yes, indeed. We, indeed. we might be the killer. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Yeah. At my number eight, gentlemen, I have Monstrum. So yes. yeah, with, with B. Yeah, B brought it up earlier. So yeah, South Korea um, oh. brought the heat this year with something like ten horror movies. Literally ten horror movies that I can think of Amazing. off the top of my head. But this one was my favorite of the bunch. It's a period piece that takes place in the 1500s, and it revolves around a a group of politicians who want to use rumors of a threat, a beast, to incite the people to turn against this noble king of the land. There's political intrigue, a ton of action, probably the highest body count of the year. It's in contention with another movie that I'll be talking about later, but probably the highest body count of the year. And it's a lot like that Netflix show. I don't know if any of you have seen it, Kingdom, which my son and I love both seasons of the seasons of that it takes place in the same same era and everything like that and it's but it's a zombie show instead but yeah it's got all the same political intrigue and I couldn't I couldn't more highly recommend Kingdom but I guess the only drawback to Monstrum is that there are some points of less than stellar CGI in the third act of the film but I thought for the most part what we get's pretty damn solid and kind of like Christian was saying earlier like I I don't need Monstrum to be you know, it chapter two expectations. I felt pretty satisfied with what I got. And I feel like the story here is epic in scope and won't likely disappoint people who enjoy monster movies with a bunch of political substance to it and, and mixed in with a period piece and swords and blood everywhere. Uh, I, I I just had a blast with this one. That's that, a that's bloody monster. period. <laughs> hey! I have this sex move called the rusty beard. I'll explain it to you guys later. <laughs> it's usually like something that happens on accident. Monstrum had heart too. I thought the yeah, father daughter. Oh, uh, I, I just it's yeah, yeah, solid pick. I mean, it, man, did they knock it out of the park? South right. Korea, holy South shit! Korea. Did they knock and it that's out of the park usually the most of their last names. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! Well Brilliant. played. You can't Brilliant. say that. Wow. He just needs time to wake up, and then he's on his A game. Yeah. I may have come out of the gate swinging with a couple of bad ones, but now he's. Let boom, boom, boom. Right, right. Exactly. The coffee's wearing off. Yep. <laughs> Monstrum was my favorite amongst the uh, the foreign uh, horror movies that were on Shutter. Uh, yep. Initially, it was it was my highest rated. Then, upon rewatch, um, another one took its place. I still think it's great. It just it, it wasn't. Uh, I do love all the political stuff. Everything was cool. I, I I quite enjoyed it. Good kills. Everything else. I like the stuff with the pet. The guy, the, the backstory on the uh, monster. Sparkles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I felt so bad for that guy and, the, and how his, uh, what went down. I'm a sucker for something like that with the pet who, who outgrows the owner. And has, I don't know. Yeah. It was it was something. I, it, good stuff, though, man, Monstrum. Okay, number eight. Speaking of Shudder, this one, uh, 
another one that's my type of movie. And if you know me and my taste, you're probably not going to be surprised. Although I don't know how, if everybody else is into it, but it's my type of movie. It's called The Beach House. I liked it, this one. It's that, that female it's, lead was engaging. I don't know something about her besides the fact that she's pretty. I just I really liked her character. I me really too. Did. Yeah, I really loved the first like half hour, forty minutes or so, getting to know. I like this isolated movie. Get to know the characters and spend a lot of time with them, and they have discussions, and you hear, you know, that that she's going to, to school for what she's going for, and it, it's cool. I mean. It's, the biology talk and it makes it more creepy because the things she's talking about with the other couple and what's actually happening on the outside. And it's scary to me because I can see this really happening kind of like the Bay, but just Mm -hmm. nature taking its course here. And this is what could happen any day. And that that's what screws at me. And I like it that they can't tell whether it's the drugs or the atmosphere when, when they get involved with eating the edibles and what's going on with the people. And I like what's happening with the other couple. And obviously this, this woman is, is most likely dying. And, and, you know, this is maybe their last trip up to this beach house and what's happened. Then you have the opposite side of the fence and, and this younger couple who are having problems of their own. But I really enjoy it. Uh, there's the one scene which <laughs> it's unintentionally funny and horrific at the same time. Like when, if I was watching it with a crowd, that part when the guy walks in the water, <laughs> we would have been laughing with me and my brother and my buddy. That's just our type of humor. Like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? But if it happened like, in real life, right. But he's, six mile, he's six miles out and his head is still above water. <laughs> That's what's really funny about it. Like, moves the earth walk- flat. Yes. But it, it's scary that, that it could affect somebody that way and everything that goes yeah. on and and we just get enough info on everything that we need. We get enough info on the woman with the medicines that she's taking. Yeah. You know, in when things, anything that has to do with body horror and stuff like that and people getting sick always resonates with me. It, it, it's tough to watch, but that's why I like it because it actually, it hits me hard. Where we go in the last half hour, my maybe small complaint is that it, it, maybe the last act drags a little bit when it didn't have to, but for the most part, it's paced well. It's a yeah. scary idea. It's a great ending. It's again, it's my type of ending. If you know me, this is what I go for. But it is. I I totally dig it because it's realistic. Uh, I'm into the intimacy of knowing these four characters and what goes down. It's a simple story, but it's it's a tale that it could happen. Stuff like this could go down, and you know. I'm, like, I'm gonna be the guy that walks right into the ocean. You are, <laughs> and, I'm, and then I'm gonna ride a boogie board in. <laughs> he's gonna speed it up it's not it's not fast enough to walk right <laughs> so yeah eight and a half out of ten the beach house i, I love i'm it. happy to see this on in, in your top 10 man that's cool it's probably not like, surprising i feel like you i know? owe this another watch i didn't love it the first time but i feel like a lot of people now that i'm looking at lists and stuff prepping for the show i'm seeing it show up on on lists like on on the internet when i'm researching you know top films of 2020 people are talking about this one so cool cool i think i, think I owe it another watch Cool. All right. My uh, number eight, speaking of uh, dementia and uh, and getting old, is called Relic. Son of a uh, bitch. I picked that as your number one. Oh. <laughs> yep. That's I couldn't two for decide. two. You're, you're, you're off on that. I know. Holy it seemed like a B movie to me. It, it, it's, it's such a B movie because everything in it here. Is. I mean, look, it seems like a supernatural film and everything is presented in a supernatural way and is quite haunting and it's three generations of women 
staying together here. It's a, it's a, a you know, a grandmother, her daughter, and her granddaughter. The the mother and the uh, the the daughter and the granddaughter show up because the grandmother has disappeared for a few days. They can't find her. Then all of a sudden she shows up unharmed out of nowhere and she's acting different. And this is just this film is just one huge metaphor for not only dementia but for for getting old and for losing oneself and for just the effects of of aging and and what happens yeah. to all of us and there's really some haunting images in, in this film I, particularly when the granddaughter played by Bella Heathcote who is terrific yeah, neon is. demon shout out um where she sort of gets lost in the house and in this sort of like rotted away area of the house and it's such a metaphor for like sort of the, like the rotting of one's mind and how we get lost and nothing makes sense. She's punching through walls and coming up into like crawl spaces and it, it, nothing makes sense. Or the, the heartwarming scene where, where the grandmother Edna is running away and eating the photos uh, from her photo album. She's consuming them, almost trying to preserve them because she's losing them at the same time. And then she tries to bury the book. It's, it's almost a way of like preserving those last few memories that she's losing and ultimately where it goes to in the end and the final shot and everything it's it it's sad but it's also heartwarming it's and uh the three lying together is that, the, is that yeah 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 mm-hmm. it's it, it's 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 frightening and it's haunting and especially but it's, since it's, it was a human centipede <laughs> <laughs> or like the ending of a serbian film yeah. <laughs> when is someone gonna make the human millipede <laughs> that was part three. Let's start it. Yeah, yeah that was part three. Is that with all uh, yeah, what? people. <laughs> they should do one in a nursing home. A human centipede. A Midget human home. centipede. <laughs> That's what the next one should be. Yeah, that, 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 that'll be called the, hum, the human inchworm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it takes Edwin. twelve for a half sequence. Half <laughs> <laughs> sequence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, there's also flashbacks to um, Edna, who's the grandmother, to I believe it's her father who was neglected. He was found out living in uh, in a shed that was torn down behind like the house, and you know they pres- the only thing they preserved from that was like this piece of like uh, like beautiful pane glass that you see the yeah. rot building around, and it's just. It's so beautifully shot. I agree totally with Christian that this is a year of uh, great cinematography. First time directors also. This, is this a, was a first time director, B? Yeah, first time feature wow. length director and uh, female director. And she did a fantastic job. Oh, and... I want to see it now. Get back in the kitchen and chop your fingers off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean, I wow. you're you're right, Dave. This is a this is a B movie, and uh, sure? and yep. I, I you know I rewatched it. I, I wasn't sure where I was gonna put it. I knew it was gonna probably sneak into the top twenty, but that second watch just is like, fuck! I really love this film, and I just be, I owe this a second watch because I gotta be honest. You know, I'm known for my you know my mic drop Watson breakdown sometimes but this movie went over my head I, uh, I, too. I was watching it and I'm <laughs> yeah. just I'm watching I didn't know what I saw and I just was not picking up on anything and then I listened to Fresh Cuts and when Jerry Cortez explained everything suddenly I was like oh and I couldn't believe it just felt like the, the movie illuminated itself to me and I never gave it the second watch with I guess a more informed mindset so I do owe this one it's low down on my list but it's I, I kind of blame myself for just maybe not being plugged in or just 
I, I don't know. I it, it was a, it was the weirdest thing where just the movie was not like Dave is saying or exactly. could be about to say. It just went over my head. It was weird. Dude, a hundred percent. And the thing is, when a movie goes over my head and I can't figure out what's going on and it's slow moving, I mm-hmm. check out and I'm done. Now I don't have a problem with the slow movie. A lot of movies that I love are slow, oh, yeah. but, but but if I'm invested in it, it doesn't seem slow to me. I understand everything that's going on and I'm marveling at, at something on the screen in one way or the other. That didn't happen with me in this one. And that's what Same. happens. So I'm with yeah. you. I'm going to rewatch it, but it did yeah. kind of go over my head and felt slow. So, well, that's, that's, that's really crazy. We are really in sync. Uh, we'll get yeah. back to those period piece jokes. Uh, here with our cycles. <laughs> <Right? laughs> nice. No, good choice B. I do owe this a rewatch rewatch and I, yeah, I can't wait to do it. Cool. Good. Number eight. Or, yeah, Thanks, number eight. Man. Yeah, and that's an eight and a half also. Eight and a half. Still eight and a half for all of us. Okay. Yeah, same same with me too. Eight and a half with everything I've said. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so far, so good. All right, C. All right. I watched this way, way back when. And <laughs> I <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if we're supposed to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just. It's Gretel and Hansel at my ah, number okay. seven mark. Uh, once again. You're you're the filmmaker. In this case, you're the filmmaker, but cinematographer. This is the uh, I, Oz Perkins does it again. I wasn't down with uh, the little girl in the house <laughs> with, all the pretty, pretty with all the pretty things um, as much. I thought it had some haunting moments, but I wasn't really on board as much. Uh, of course, we're all Black Coat uh, Daughter or February fans, uh, which I think it was established here numerous times. Uh, this I thought was. A great Was that step. a black boat daughter? <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> wow. You didn't think I'd I that. thought I thought his take on on like on the fairy tale was was perfect for him. I think he's the perfect filmmaker to kind of to tackle tackle this, and I thought it was great. I actually have this listed as Dave's number one for the year. We'll see what happens, but that's that's what I think uh, will be his film because he loves his witches and. Uh, uh, the and she's uh, in Ghost Story. Name. The girl from Ghost Story. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's phenomenal Alice as the Creek. witch in this Creek, movie. Yeah, she is yep. phenomenal as the witch in the movie. I would like to give her the the nod for actress, but because it's it's, it's possibly is considered a secondary role, I'm going to save it for somebody else. But cool. thoroughly enjoyable watch. Uh, I owe it a rewatch. I did not get a chance to rewatch it again for the show, but this was an eight and a half when I watched it, so I I kept it on my list. Uh, uh, right there at number the number seven spot. Cool. This is the also see. This is what I have as Dave's number one as well. So we'll see if uh, we're I getting cut. I had it as Dave's number one, but I changed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so what was that? Eight and a half. See. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. We're... Right on. Okay. Eight and a half. CC stat. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, okay. Yeah. At, at number seven for me. I've got one that C already talked about, the Spanish language Netflix movie, Don't Listen. So, uh, you know, All right. I can't say much more than uh, C said. <laughs> yeah, B's out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's a film where I think you listeners, if you haven't seen it, you'll be, you'll be best rewarded if you go in blind. And like we kind of have already said, I, I deliberately can't buy it. That's Don't See. I was going, <laughs> Dude, he's going to strike that so <laughs> No, listen, listen, hold on. But like, like we were saying earlier, <laughs> For a little while, the story does seem like your standard haunted haunted house ghostly type of thing. But where Don't Listen stands above its cohorts in this subgenre, especially in this year, is the fact that it is a mean-spirited movie. It has teeth. 
and something happens like you like you had all said in the first act that totally threw me for a loop and changed the entire way I, I thought the plot was going. Like I'd figured we were getting a Spanish version of this year's come play. And then this movie's like, no, that's not what this is at all. And I couldn't believe it. And then, like you said before, something happens in the second act that I wasn't expecting. And even the way the film ends with and I love that see that you mentioned the the tie-in of the first and last shots, one involving a balloon and one involving something or a ball and one involving something else. And it, the way it all comes back around with the red in the pool is like, damn, that that hurts to watch. It, it just I, I was pleasantly piece. surprised. <laughs> period. Exactly. There we go. The old rusty beard. But uh, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised they went that way with a certain character. You don't see these sorts of supernatural thrillers too often that have such a bite to them in an actual body count. And I like the idea if, if you any of you watch the post credit sequence, it seems like and, and I hope they're able to do this, get this off the ground as kind of a, a franchise, especially if they're willing to acknowledge that, you know, in, in a second movie, like maybe we didn't completely win the first go around, like barely escaped, you know, with the, you know, by the skin of our teeth. And if they can keep that up and keep it dark and keep it, you know, with, with some bite to it, this, this will be a cool franchise to, that I, I would love to follow. So yeah, I, I admire that and uh, highly recommend you listeners who haven't checked it out to check it out on Netflix. That's don't listen. Right on. Don't listen. You know what? Netflix as well. Yeah. Netflix as well. Same thing. Just Mm -hmm. like shutter. This is the year. If you're going to deem it anything to me, it's the year, and it, it isn't happenstance because there's no theater. These movies would have played on Netflix and Shutter anyway. This yeah. is the year of the streaming service. Like so many movies are movies that were gone right to streaming, and they wouldn't, and they still would have. Now I don't know what the movies, you know, that would have played, you know, in the theater, how much better they would have been or how higher they would. But man, so many movies that were Shutter or Netflix exclusives were really big this year, like more so than any totally. other year. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. My number seven, we already did a full review on it not too long ago, is The Lodge. I said all I'm going to say on it. Uh, I love the movie. Uh, I feel that there are three movies from this year that are going to be repeat offenders because like, I know I'm going to watch them the most. Even if some others are rated higher, there's something about rewatchability with certain ones. And this is my kind of movie, the snow, the everything that's going on, being shut in, and the story, which I completely buy happening i'm i'm very much into this type of movie the lodge i I won't get too deep into it i will say this b another example of kids doing stuff that might seem outlandish to you to get out of trouble that you didn't think were possible did you hear recently about those kids that staged a kidnapping on their viral classroom to get out of going to class kids do have minds that way they do and i would have been and i'm one of i was one of those kids People will go to extreme measures to to get things done for for their gain. They will do it. So that's just another example. And I believe this stuff would happen, could happen. I'm into the story. I'm into the performances, the cinematography. It's my type of film. I think it's very good. Eight and a half. That's the lot. Oh, yeah? Cool. All right. So I knew I was going to have two or three films on my list this year. That some we're going to say are fringe or not horror at all. This is one that Dave and I, Dave, <laughs> it was fun. I don't know if I caught you in a bad mood. I recommended this film to you. You watched it. You're like, not only did I not like it, but it's not a horror. You, <laughs> fucked, up, you <laughs> fucked up my ratings. And, uh, I love it. Yeah, you know what happened? There's a story. Right after I watched it, I was getting ready to go to bed. And it was the last movie I was going to watch. And yes, those were my feelings. It, it was going to be a six and a half. 
And it's, and it's not horror, so I'm not counting it. But I was so <laughs> mad that I spent my time with it that I'm getting ready to go to oh, bed I and I can talk to anyone in my house for 20 minutes. <laughs> I was that fucking mad. My wife came up to me and she goes, she goes, what's the matter with you? And I said, I, I, I go, I'm just tired. But legitimately, <laughs> I was lead, lead mad that my... He was. <laughs> I was mad that I watched it at the time. The, the angry hippie. Well, that, that the fact that you even were mad for twenty more minutes in the house, that makes it all worth it now, doesn't it, Brandon? Yeah, <laughs> but I love like he's just he's like you know what it's it's not hard. I could take it off and I'll still preserve my my ninety four percentile. Oh, there but we go. I, yeah, I, I connected with this film. It's called Dark Encounter. This is one of those that falls under the bubble mystery, sci-fi, thriller, horror. Yes, there's a lot here, but I, I found it horror enough, especially. And I, I did some research at this because it stuck with me when you're like, it's not horror. So I did some research and I found an interview with the director. And one of his main influences for this film is the movie Signs. And that's basically what we get here. It's an homage to, to 80s sci-fi films as well. It takes place in 1982. It's a nod to, you know, the ETs, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. All Close Encounter, 100%. Yeah, there, there's a scene in this film that's exactly, I mean, even though this is a 90s film, that's exactly fire in the sky. But we're dealing with an eight-year-old girl named Macy who went missing in 1982, and the film takes place one year later after a memorial is held for her, and the family goes back to their house, and they're just sort of, you know, having dinner and just sort of, you know, memorializing uh, Maisie, and then strange events starts to happen, lights in the sky, UFOs, and basically an alien home invasion film that turns very sci-fi horror-ish and... Uh, unexplained but very much dealing with the grief and where it goes from here it, again is something that appeals to me it's something i like to see in films a, a sort of catharsis for these characters and great performances from from our, from every character in here particularly our lead female character laura frazier who plays Maisie's mother she she's terrific and uh you know the aliens are almost secondary in this but but the way this sort of like cosmic inter intervention takes place and uh things are revealed and scenes earlier in the movie that don't quite make sense why one person reacts a certain way uh, you know is shown at the end it makes perfect sense and it's really really a well-done film you know whether or not people are going to count it as hard or not i kept it on the list strictly because i justified it enough and because i wanted people to hear about it because i didn't even hear about this this was recommended to me by heather and, uh, you know, she's like, you might like this. I think you'll like this. And I was like, I fucking love this. So I, I was just pleasantly surprised. Dark Encounter, um, eight and a half out of ten. Awesome, man. Nice. Right yeah. now. I, I'm, I'm not going to talk. I'm, I'm so angry right now that I'm not going to talk for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I was burned up, man. <laughs> So that's why you started sending me all those anti-Semitic uh, texts. <laughs> He's like, this Jew fuck gave yeah. me a shitty movie. It's He's not like, even horror. They're I hope subverting our culture. They come in here, and what they do is they take over the banks, and they, well, we'll get into my thoughts on things later. Okay, uh, anyway, uh, Christian? Jesus Christmas. Uh, my number six is a movie that was brought up, I can't remember by who, but it's The Platform. Uh, someone had another yeah, list. I brought that off. Yeah, it was like my okay. 16 or something. Number, number oh, 16. Kidding. Again, uh, <laughs> watch this with, with my uh, two kids, two of the three kids. Uh, we all loved <laughs> it. 
We all love it. Yes, I get it. There's there there's allegory here, and and people have really read into the the ending, and we've already sort of talked about it on the show today. But besides all that, I just love the movie. I, I thought it was very, very um, intriguing. I thought he was a commanding performance. Pretty much, you're you're sitting there, I'm like, how are they going to keep my interest with this idea? And I, I just, I loved it. I loved how they uh, they did it, and and the, yeah. um, uh, just his fight and, and the characters and and prisoners that he has to deal with on his journey as well. Everything about it just rang rang true, and I know. People, some people have this as their number one of the year. Uh, it, it, obviously, I didn't love it that much. It's 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 an eight and a half, but I I can't wait to check this out again as well. What about the girl who shit on the guy who was trying to climb up? <laughs> Brilliant! Shit my face! Brilliant! <laughs> Brilliant! <laughs> awesome. She wins best actress of the year, actually. <laughs> there we go. Got an ass that won't quit. Yeah. <laughs> That, you know, it, it takes real defecation to pull off a roll like that. <laughs> Beautiful, Betsy. That is it. Beautiful. There we go. <laughs> See, this is why B's the best. I love yeah. you, man. I'm so yeah. glad you're here. Uh, <laughs> so, so my number six is the way I hope B doesn't die, which is alone. Uh, there. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, buddy. There, wow. Listen, uh, Holy there, shit. I hope he doesn't. I don't want him to die alone. You know, but anyway, no. But so there are at least a couple movies out this year called Alone. The one I'm talking about here is directed by John Hyams and revolves around a young woman undergoing a cross-country relocation to my neck of the woods, the Pacific Northwest, only to find herself the unfortunate obsession of a sadistic stalker who will not leave her be. And it's Mr. difficult Watson. to. You know, yeah, right. It's me. Uh, no, it's you know, it's difficult to pinpoint precisely what it is that makes this movie work as well as it does. Because if we reduce this story to its lowest terms, there's nothing here we all haven't seen a dozen times over. You know, but for all its familiar subgenre trappings, there's some real heart evident here in the way alone is executed. And for the most part, it's just a two-person movie. And these two actors, this a- actor and actress elevate the whole story above its relatively simple premise, I think. And in fact, there's more going on here than meets the eye, which is why this is such a fascinating but simple film. Like I noticed as I watched, but my stupid friends over at the Dark Discussions podcast beat me to it. But it's the idea that this story is told through the lens of each of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's five stages of grief. And I find that really compelling, the way it's told through the lens of each one of these different parts of the story. And so something about that approach to what is otherwise a I don't know, a straightforward story gives this movie some real weight and substance. And I really enjoyed it. You can find it fairly cheaply to rent now on VOD and that's alone. Yeah. I was a fan of this one. This one was a, a, another fringe contender, another like eight out of 10 that just missed out. But I I also appreciate it. I I like that. The, uh, you know, the dealing with the five stages, I didn't even, I don't even think I was aware of that, but that's really deep. And yeah, even elevates the film, but I like the fact that on a on a very simple note, that this female character, even though she you know falls into a fucking crazy situation, I never questioned any decision she made. She she made all the right decisions. She and still found herself in in this. You know, wasn't like oh my god, there's a there's a weapon here. I'm gonna pick it up, hit him once, and put it down and run away. It wasn't did, like that. Did Everything you watch this one, Dave? Sorry for no, I'll watch there, Brendan. I'll no, watch okay. it in January. The only the reason, reason I, I say it is if you had a problem with Unhinged, but watch this one, I would have choked you. It's the same reason I didn't watch Unhinged. <laughs> was the reason I didn't watch this is because it was labeled thriller. I went on the B, 
and I saw there was 163 written reviews, and I, I probably rifled through 100 of them. I saw the word thriller come up 40 times, and not one time did I hear anyone label it a horror movie. So you might that was be enough. The thriller? <laughs> <laughs> that was enough for me to say, okay, I'm not going to bother. It's probably fringy, this and that, but I'm not going to bother. But being that I've heard good things about it, I'll watch it in January. This is cool. like a I know, I hit like 75 times a show. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your rating? Did you give it? I'm sorry. Watson. I didn't. I'm in the. I'm in that like uh, 8.5 to 8.75 kind of thing right there. Still under whoa, the nines. Whoa, no quarter ratings. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> banned them. Yeah, banned. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna bring it up. This is the first nine out of ten of the evening. My number six is a movie we've already discussed. It is VFW. Really? Yeah. On the second watch, it actually went up for me. Uh, yes. It's great. Good opening kills. The, the machete and, and the jump in the beginning uh, is great. The the cast is is excellent, all of them. The, the soundtrack kicks in right away. It's great. Uh, solid synth stuff. I, I love the camaraderie of the group, all of them together. We have exploding heads. Dora is fucking great, as always. Sexy and, and, and badass. Um, axe kills like crazy. The antler kill, gore. Crushed heads galore. Great dialogue. <laughs> And a fun movie. This is my kind of movie. When uh, this this is a fun movie. It's yeah. not comedy, but it's great gore, and and it clicks along just enough action, just enough of everything to make it a real fun movie. And I will give my um, actor of the year is it, for Stephen Lang in this movie. Ah, yes, I pick. So love it. Great movie. Nine out of ten. We we. Uh, it looks like a ten. All listen. We just that guy really stoved in my chest. <laughs> <laughs> They took a beat. I love the scene with the uh, like that makeshift grenade that they make. Oh, oh. body parts just flying. Yeah, what a movie. I love it is, this movie. It's a, that's a that movie's a blast. Yeah, it's fun. Definitely good stuff. Great gore. Great kills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. It's yeah. it's the gore film of the year for me. Yeah. So there you go. Nine out of ten. VFW. All right. Cool. Number six. My number six already been mentioned also, and that's Oz Perkins, Gretel and Hansel. Ooh. There you go. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean. It's, you know, people are, some of the critique I read about this film is that it's maybe too simple, not not enough depth to it. But that's what I like about it. Like about it. It's retelling a classic fairy tale with, with its main focus twisted and, and it's now on Gretel and her, you know, coming of age. You know, she's, she's becoming a woman. You know, she's growing into her powers. And, I, you know, I just, I almost wanted to give Best Director to Oz Perkins he would have he was my runner-up though in the end I just managed to just find somebody I just want to give it to more but I mean what to say about this the performances in this are all terrific I I loved every minute of it this is one of those atmosphere driven films that I love because I think he's such a good storyteller and gives you enough and doesn't linger for too long it sort of just gets going and even though it's a slow burn, it doesn't overstay its welcome. So that's what I, you know, appreciate about a film like this. Cool. Oh, looks so good. Right that on. poster. It does. That poster. That w- it's with awesome. With feed, written in the, like the tree branches spell feed. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a great poster. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the scene. I. I mean, again, you know, even though <laughs> might not necessarily be a film that people think would be for me. I, I love the ending. It's a very, you know, it's a very heartfelt type of ending. Indeed it is. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so I'll, ju- I'll just stop there. Uh, eight and a half out of ten for Gretel and Hansel. 
Cool. Top five time. Let's do this. We gotta yeah. bang this out in like half an hour. All right. Here we, we go. No, this. no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We got an hour. I'm good. Oh, we do. I, I got. I, yeah, we're we're good. We're gonna we're gonna so, bang this out. We're gonna start. Life is sure, good. Okay. Sure I, I and I I say that with the news that everything B says about being fringe and whatever. At least it's it seems like a horror film. And this is where I couldn't leave this off the list. And I don't know if everybody saw this. I'm pretty sure Dave didn't just based on him thinking fringe. I don't even know if you could call this fringe. I don't know if if uh, Watson will even see any horror in this. But I love the movie so much, and it's spontaneous. Fuck! I it's skipped this one, but I it. wanted to watch it. It looked like a lot of fun. Oh, it, it is. Great things about great things. It, phenomenal. Yeah. And I, I called this the perk of being a wallflower, the horror film. And, yeah. Oh, and hell yeah. I love, well, I love that movie. But this movie has so much, so much heart. The, the, the performances from both the leads just bring you in. And, and again, it, it's about circumstance and what, what's happening and how it's unexplained. And, and you could definitely make an argument for uh, what's happening being horrific because mm-hmm. it's they really can't get to the bottom of, of why this is happening. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's not played for terror, uh, per se. And, and so that's why I guess people can argue either way. But I almost had this as my number one. And oh, at one cool. point, it may have been at my number one. But it, wow. it's just it's because of the heart. I'm a sucker for it. I had tears in my eyes a couple of times watching it. it it's the one that I, I got said the whole family has to deal with this because it, it talks about, you know, the, the struggles of being a teenager. Yep. Uh, uh, it, it talks about the struggles of, of, of loss. There's a heartfelt scene with the main character and a mom just lying down talking. And I was like, holy shit. It pulls in the heartstrings. This movie is 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 about more than what we're, we're seeing here, but can also be the argument against it not being a horror film. But I'm going to say because of the subject matter and what, what it's all about, uh, that it's a horror film enough for me. And, and I, I'm I said, glad, I'm, I'm it, glad it showed up because cool. it was, it would have been in my top five. Definitely. Had I not pulled it. Yeah. And it was probably close to my number one at one point And I pulled it, but uh, Catherine Langford and Charlie Plummer who play the two leads are, absolutely phenomenal and yeah yeah, very teenage angst coming of age you know a a, a lot of depth and a lot of heart i I agree 100 percent. fantastic film yeah uh, again and shout out to jason jason smith he he posted about it and and he just said it's a great movie and i i checked it out uh based on his recommendation and i was like i even texted him i'm like i he's like i can't believe how much you love the movie i'm like no he wrote he wrote the movie yeah yeah, well there you go Then shout out even more so because yeah, it just hit every right note for me. Uh, and cool. being a fan of, uh, and I don't know why Perks of Being a Wallflower is what comes to mind, but that's I called it the horror version of that. <laughs> and I hit my mic awesome. yet again. <laughs> this fucking guy, <laughs> professional, professional. Nine out of ten. That's what I oh, gave man. it. That's what nice. I gave it. Nine out of ten. I'm looking forward. I've heard nothing but great things about it, but. 90% of the people that I've heard speak about it said it wasn't horror, so that was enough yeah. for me not to. But mm. I will see and, it. it and I, I can't fault anybody for it because I'm like, I, am I gonna, I gonna like this is where I'll lose some people, but he, it, one way or the other, just watch it. Right. I'm surprised because B didn't even consider it horror. And this fucking, I mean, he considers fucking Maleficent horror. You know what I mean? <laughs> anything, that, anything that sniffs horror, it's got a witch in it, it's a horror movie. You know, <laughs> I asked my dad because we watched it together. We both loved it. I'm like, Dad, would you consider this horror? He's like, 
not tradition. I'm like, all right, I'm taking it off. I feel like I have too many fringe. I don't want Dave yelling at me the whole show. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like I'm getting angry about it. I'm no, I, I'm you know, not one bit angry about people doing it. I just can't watch them for my own sanity because I, I again, anytime I can find a reason to eliminate options, it's it's only helping me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. again, I watched 65 movies. I didn't have time to watch 85, 90. If I did, all the fringe would be lumped in there too. But I just I had to choose the ones that seemed the most horror, and that's all there is to. I'm happy. I'm happy for you guys, and, and I'm, you know, unfortunately, I, I would have liked to have get, gotten to all these. So I'm not mad about it. January's coming. Right on. Indeed. Indeed. It's going to be fringe January. Usually I go way outside the horror genre and just watch comedy and this and that and blockbusters and, and Marvel movies and things. Now it, it looks be, like this year I'm going to be catching up on all the fringe. It should be fringe <laughs> February. <laughs> <laughs> I might make that a thing. Fringe February. <laughs> nice. We're going to have more time because we won't have to watch just everything for the podcast. Yeah. After we hit the reset button. So, all righty. Cool. So, at number five, I think right here is where I'm going to start stepping above the 8.5 range. I think I, I, I'm i going to say nine. I'm going to give a tentative nine to this. And at number five, I have anything for Jackson. Uh, I came upon this movie like I think we all did randomly on Shudder. I liked the synopsis I read and I just wanted to watch it before I heard what anyone else had to say and what a surprise this movie was for me. Like I can't believe how much I enjoyed it. The This idea of a grieving elderly satanic couple who will do whatever it takes to bring back their deceased grandson including kidnapping and opening themselves up to dangerous demonic entities. Like I love this story. The nightmarish imagery all throughout in one instance a woman is uh, we'll just say violently flossing her teeth that's all i'll say about that in another instance we meet an incredibly tall ghost uh like a white sh- person under a white sheet and i literally i'm alone in my house and i just i said to myself holy fuck like i was like that is i'm yeah i'm pouring another drink this is crazy and then yeah there's a scene involving a motorized snow removal machine so many <laughs> other things it's just a mean-spirited little movie but the fact that this director you mean a snowblower Snow bl- <laughs> oh, <laughs> snow removal. A mechanic mechanized snow <laughs> removal device. <laughs> oh, it's Watson. no, yeah. it, it is. It's like a big, like it's it's something you wheel around, and it's kind of like a wood chipper that blows the snow Correct. out, like vacuums it up. Yeah, it's not it like is. not like a. But anyways, so it's not yeah, a traditional fact, snow blower. You're right. Yeah, not a traditional one. So give me, cut me some slack, B. But yeah, All the right. fact that this director's done like over thirty, no joke, over thirty wholesome holiday family movies since 2014 only to come out with this wickedly violent film and here in 2020 it's the film he's been trying to build up to he just kept getting these contract jobs i read an interview with the guy he seems cool as hell he says he's even trying to go forward in the horror genre from here on out but he's also taken on a couple hallmark specials as well i like this guy he seems like a fun director he's like hey i'm you know i'm learning on the set of these movies and getting better at the you know it was all building up to this for me to make this passion product uh, project anything for jackson i fucking love this movie i think this guy justin g dick or dyke uh you can't say that is uh is a cool dude you can find this on shutter that's anything for jackson and i thought it was a blast nice nice cool yeah it, it is a good one i'm glad i gave it a second watch definitely nice okay Number five. I don't know if anyone else is going to have this on their list. I don't know if everybody here has seen it. I want to say, since everyone watched so much more than I did, that uh, they probably... Oh, by the way, Watson, did you say how many you watched? Because you weren't here at the top of the show when we said that. I 86. 
Okay, 86. Yeah, it was 100, but it went down. Yeah, it was 100, but I took he, off like He actually 14. said a lot. Oh, you it. did say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, French films. He wouldn't shut up about it, actually. Oh, come I on. Needed, I needed a 20-minute break after he stopped talking. I put his yeah, listen was... to that snow removal device. <laughs> I, I was glad you were here. I was glad you were here, B. Oh. Now oh. I'm not. Saves the oh. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Maybe everyone did see it. No one said a word about it yet. Of course, this is my kind of movie in more ways than one. Uh, so it's not going to, if you have seen it, you're probably not going to be surprised. But my number five is uh, called Murder, Death, Koreatown. This, what? every year, every year I, I, I get a hold of one of these found footage mockumentary, mockumentary movies and they make my top 10. That is the one for this year. Boy, oh boy. And again, I'll have to give this as my surprise of the year because it just kind of came out of nowhere. I'll have to give uh, Duncan McLeish credit. He brought it up during his uh, October viewing, so he does a weekly thing. Yeah. And this is one of the movies that he brought up. I'm like, wait a minute. Found footage movie that I don't know about and it's on Prime? Holy cow. Okay, let me get on this. So I think it's it's fantastic. There is, uh, there's a murder. Uh, these people live near Koreatown in California and there's a murder and there's in the park. Yeah, there's a murder. <laughs> <laughs> and there is death. <laughs> but death it's isn't the worst funny. part. I just like your reaction. <laughs> Sorry. Death isn't the worst part. It's the fear that that this this movie, this guy is is videotaping some strange occurrences that have happened, and because there's blood in a spot where it shouldn't be, the murder happened in this area. Uh, something happened in the alley near his near his house, and there was blood over here, and he doesn't quite understand it. So this guy gets obsessed with this case, and B, you will like this because it does skirt the idea of mental illness here. And there was a point where I didn't think it was mental illness, but during the last act, I'm like, oh wait a minute, you know what? What we're seeing here. I'm kind of getting disturbed because I think this guy might be falling apart mentally because everything that we're seeing here with him uncovering things and everyone around him is telling him there's nothing here to the story. You're making something more of it than than it should be. His girlfriend's telling him. He even goes to a psychic and they tell him to stop. And I think that's more for, you know, they're fearing for his, you know, his life. But I mean, he's messing around with things that he shouldn't be because he's contacting the person that got killed. And it was a murder-suicide situation with a, a young couple. And I could see some people not liking it only because they may not like the lead. They may not like his voice maybe might come off as a little annoying and the way he reacts to things might be a little annoying. But to me, that seems like it's more true to life because of that. Watson, were you the star of this? (laughs) I love you, C. Glad you're here, buddy. I have to go, I have to go back and watch it now. I turned it off after five minutes. Dude, B, so did I. I actually got about 20 minutes into it. I found it insufferable. And Duncan yeah. was talking high on it. Dave seems to like it. I guess we owe this a, a, a good chance. But I got like 20, 25 minutes in. Yeah. I was like, dude, fuck this movie. I'm done with it. That's I, exactly I it off. what I did. I never yeah. turn off movies. But I'm going to go neither. back and give it. I'm definitely going to give it a shot I will. now. If it's, I number, will. if it's number six on your list, I'm, yeah, I got to watch it. Number five, 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 well, it's creepy, man. Things start to unravel, okay. and he starts talking. He talks to this homeless guy, and we think maybe the homeless guy's full of shit, but then some other stuff ha- happens later. It's just, it has that downright creepy feel as things are uncovered, 
And then it, it goes into a place where, again, you start wondering, is this guy falling apart? Is, is this supernatural or is it not? But to me, enough signs point to it being supernatural that that it definitely is because we see things through the camera lens. So there's really no disputing that. But if you just see this guy walking around, some of the things he's saying from the outside looking in, you could think, well, this guy's falling apart. He's been home, not homeless. He's been jobless for a little while. He's got time on his hands. He's looking for something to do. And he's making a bigger deal of this than it really needs to be made. And he's stretching and people will tell him that he gets someone to come in and decipher things for him, you know, in, in the Korean language. And she's like, that's well, how far why do you, I got. Yeah. Right. Why do you think this has to do with this? It, it, it seems like you're reaching here. And you get a lot of that. But as it goes on, you're like, okay, but that's what makes it believable to me. That's why, with me and these found footage movies, why they work. And that's why this works. But it's just, it's the creep factor of the film and, and the presentation of it. And there's a creepy score that's added to it at the right times, which people may or may not like on a found footage type movie. But um, it's one of these movies that, 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 it stuck with me. We'll stick with you. I don't know, but it really resonated. It, it, it had me thinking for a couple of days after, and I had to go back the second watch and I'm like, okay, this is good. I don't know if it's a movie that I'm going to keep revisiting, but it's definitely an experience. And I think most people that watch it, watch this movie will like it. Stick with it till the end, but that's murder, death, Korea honestly, town. I think I'm watching nine, it tonight. Do it. Nine out of 10. Check wow. it out. It's good. I'm definitely okay. checking yeah. it out tonight. I know it's a short film, but I, maybe I just wasn't in the mindset. But I, uh, here, I put yeah. it on one night. I was like 10 minutes in. I'm just like, ah, I'm not feeling this. I'm turning it off. Just stick with it. It gets you that creepy vibe that that like Absentia gives me. You okay. know, it's oh, okay. just one of those flicks, you know. So Red. there you go. Cool. All right, and I said this at the beginning of the show that my top five, which we're starting, obviously we've been doing, but we're here now for me. Uh, all at one point were ranked number one. And I rewatched all of my top five, and I still feel like any of them could be number one. But my number five is a Netflix film called His House. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, about a refugee uh, couple from the South Sudan who escaped the, their war-torn country and, uh, you know, come to England and uh, basically are trying to adjust to their new life there but they're haunted by the ghosts of their daughter who died on the trip over. The daughter's name is Nyagak. And this movie has some of the best cinematography, I think, of the year. I think it has the most haunting image of the year. Have you all seen it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. great reveal about the, the daughter. Oh, that. great. I mean, that, that reveal is just, I mean, it plays into the whole story of this uh, Apeth, this witch, and, and, and you know, the debt that uh, our lead character Bowl feels like he owes, you know, when it's when it's all revealed. But his whole torment and scenes in the house with the walls, when he first lays down on the floor and is reaching into the wall, when you see the daughter laying on the floor behind him with her mouth all twisted, that was one of the most frightening scenes I've seen. And every scene with the ghost of the daughter and the ghost of any other refugees in this house were the most effective I've seen in a long time. I found it absolutely terrifying. She would run back into the walls, and then she wouldn't disappear, she wouldn't vanish. She'd be watching him through one of the little holes in the wall. And it was, was absolutely, creepy. absolutely yeah. terrifying. And also great performances from, from the actors here. They could have very easily have won Best Actor, Best Actress this year, but they didn't. And uh, 
Man, uh, again, also, you know, a, a commentary on, on, you know, the treatment of refugees, you know, because they come here and they're just like, you can't work, you can't have friends over, you can't do this. So they're just sort of stuck and, and, and start to become haunted by by the demons of, of what happened. And if you haven't seen this, you know, as Watson says, go in blind because you, you, you don't want to, you really don't want some of the reveals in this spoiled because they would really... Uh, really take away from that gut punch that that it has no for sure and uh yeah his awesome. house terrific film uh i've watched it twice i'm still at a nine out of ten but i could see myself with all five of these films eventually rising up to near perfection i really love my top five that much but nine out of ten for now for his house and i believe this is my this... top 20 it's, it's I did, okay and this was directorial debut yeah, feature-length directorial debut for Ooh. this uh, Remy Weeks. So, again, this is the year of, like, first-time directors. At least first-time feature-length. Yeah, I owe this movie another watch because as I was <laughs> viewing it, and I was loving it, uh, but then I, I sort of got the impression that the script was using the wife in order to, in her attitudes towards things as a political statement about their sort of refugee immigration status, and it was frustrating me. And then I'm kind of, and then so I'm like, all right, what is this movie trying to say about their situation? Because I'm not on, I'm not, if they're trying to gear me against the male lead and what his thoughts are, it's not working. Because, so am I in opposition to what the movie's trying to say? And then we just find out that the, that's not really what's going on at all, that their immigration and refugee status is really just the, the kind of just something in the periphery, not in the periphery, but it's just kind of an edit, added element to what they're really haunted by. Yeah. And I realize, oh, this isn't trying to make a sort of political statement like I thought. And so I need to go, go in it with, with, without that kind of baggage. And I think I'll enjoy this a lot more because it, it was a damn good movie. Cool. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I'm going to watch it again. It was like seven and a half years for me. I, I definitely yeah, dug same it. For me, yeah, same for me, yeah. Yeah, I dug it. It was there interesting. No, there goes my number one guess for Dave. <laughs> oh, wow. I, interesting. Wow. I want to see if my second choice huh. is now. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I, I thought it was really, you know what I thought was interesting? To see the um, the, the type of racism that was taking place when they, when, when that group of mm -hmm. people told them to go back where they came from. Yeah. And Who they were the it? same skin color. Yeah. Yeah, and I believe that that would happen because racism oh, a lot of time is more about not so much color of skin. It's more about where somebody's from. It's yeah, and the, the values that right. aren't shared. Yeah, and, and classism in some respects and things like that. But anyway, I, I found that interesting. I, I don't think I've seen that on film before, but it is a real thing, you know. The wife, but, the wife was terrific too, man. When she, she was, when she's telling, uh, she goes for like blood work and goes for a checkup at the doctor. She's talking about. Um, all the markings on her body and how she put the markings of both her, both the tribes from her, from her home village on her. So, uh, so she would avoid being killed because they were at war the whole yeah. time and, and how she basically belonged to no tribe. And here they are, you know, in England getting a fresh start, but they, they mm. don't belong anywhere. It's just, oh, yeah. man, really gut wrenching stuff. But, uh, that ending. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was yeah. A fantastic ending. Yeah, solid. fantastic ending. So, and I agree with that. The cinematography again, another film that stood out. There's movies that I, I've rated like a six and a half, like yeah. like Sea Fever. The the yeah. look of that movie was beautiful. Like the movie looked like amazing. It. The last the last shot of Sea Fever. Oh, yeah, I liked it. Scene. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Just just again, we'll do comments after, but that's that's awesome. Right cool. on. Okay, so top four. 
Philadelphia. All right, number four. A very decisive film, it seems to be, this year, but mm. I loved it. It was actually, at the time when I watched it, I'm like, well, there's my number one, and then it just oh, kept no. getting knocked down, and that's Random Acts of Violence. Um, mm. I Listen, I understand. I love these type of movies where it's like, Art imitates life, and life imitates art, and they play around with that. I understand that uh, it may even have some problems with with its messaging. Uh, I'm okay with all that because goddamn was it entertaining. Uh, it was a vicious slasher. I love yeah. I love that aspect of it. It looked great. I'm a huge fan of Jay, and I'm going to say his fucking name is it uh, Barshall? Barshall? I think it's Barucal, no? Or Barucal, whatever. I'm a I big fan of his. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm a big fan of his as well. And like whether and I think he did a great job directing this. Yeah. Um the last act I can see people Canadian. having questions with. And he's Canadian. I can see people having questions with. I didn't have a big problem with it. I you really have a big didn't problem a... that the young black kid grew up to be a white man? Yeah, but he's mixed. <laughs> but he's mixed. He's he mixed in real life. No, he's no, mixed I, in real life. Look at the actor. He's 100% mixed. I even asked my wife this. I said, as I was watching it the second time just last week, I said, I go, let me ask you a question. I said, do you believe, because, you know, she would know more about it than anybody. Do you believe that that young boy would grow up to be to be this guy here? And her response was, she goes, well, she goes, look at how dark Francesca gets in the summer. I said, okay. I said, that's fine. I go, some people had a problem with it. It took me by surprise, I admit it. But the second watch, I was like, okay, I can see that. I don't know if they use that intentionally as a, a bullshit way to twist it. I don't know. Some people have said that, that it was a misdirection. But I could see it, and that gentleman, is, he is 100%. He's mulatto. He's, he's has yeah. one black parent, one, one Caucasian. Yeah, you can. And the whole damn, the, the cast is, is believable enough. Uh, the pace is brisk. Uh, I I just had and it was vicious. So from a from a slasher standpoint, this one stood above uh, the rest, in my opinion. It was and I guess it danced with the ideas that I like, even if it may have been a little muddled in in, in its messaging overall. At the end of the day, this was presentation uh, that won me over. And I, I not that I did not like the story, but I'm like this is one where I argue that the presentation style is definitely what, what put me over an and, 8, 9 and out of Hoffman, 10. And Hoffman raised her well. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, from, what was uh, the character's name in Saw? Oh, uh, why can't we think of it? Uh, the the little girl. What's her name? I can't remember. The one I don't saved, know that right? little girl's name. You were the one that always said it during the retro. I can't remember. I never knew it to begin with. <laughs> Either way, that was the movie. See, now, if anything was colorful this year, Corbin. that would have been... What is it? Corbin. Corbin? Corbin. Okay, Corbin. Yeah. Corbin it is. Uh, I have no idea what we're talking about. And I'm cool. I know people are going to have issues with this. This is a movie, whether right or wrong, that I could have wrote because I... Sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to get to where I want to go and I'm going to make it go the way that I want it to go. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I just hit my goddamn mic again. That That's fine. I, I understand people have problems with the ending. And I think also with its... Ending was great. Messi- the messaging, again, uh, against uh, violence, portraying violence within the page and, 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 and everything else. It was so cool, fine. though. It's so Corbett. Cool. Corbett. Yeah. Not Corbin. There you go. That's better. I Corbin. loved that discussion that they were having about about who's being who's the one that's exploiting and this and that and the conversation with his girlfriend and all. I thought all that stuff was great. And like uh, three days ago, this movie was my number twenty. It just got bumped. It, it was right there. I'm a big fan of it. Like I was saying earlier, if anything would fit in with the color 
aspect because they were using red and greens throughout this whole movie, which makes sense because it becomes Christmassy. But it's really cool. That was this. That was more like akin to a Suspiria or a Neon Demon than Possessor was. That's the movie that I saw a presentation of color being used well. That was cool. I really did enjoy this movie, and I've I, I watched it twice. I'll watch it again. But there's a lot of good stuff going on here. The conversations that they were having and what I really like was the end of it. I mean, the gore speaks for itself in the kills and the reveal of the book and all that stuff. And, you know, one, 12, 18 and what all that means. All that stuff was great. I liked at the end what the girl says to him that I don't want my last moments. I forgot what she says. I yeah. did. I did write it down. But for me to go look for it now, something about I don't want my last few minutes in life to be to be in fear and to me be screaming. I'm going to accept that this is my fate and I'm about to die and I'm going to make peace with it. I, it, it was refreshing to see that take in a horror movie, you know, and that's you know, that was I would have been screaming. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> sure, most people would. Most people would. OK, number four. We've talked about it. Wait, is uh, it, did Watson go? Nope, I screwed up. Go ahead, Watson. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. I, I, I just kept quiet through that mo- uh, random acts of violence b- discussion because it's like in my number 71. So, <laughs> anyways. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Just I, If this lead had stood up for himself better instead of being everybody's fucking punching bag and, like, actually, like, with, with the the discussion and the messaging, if it had been me, I would have been like, all right, here's I'm putting you all in your place right now, and I'm going to say this to you. I'm going to say this to you. Here's what I'm going through. Here's what's going on. I... I didn't feel like the movie had his back like it should have. That was my only problem. But everything else you've said, I, I completely agree with. So th- that was my only issue, really. Um, I owe it another watch. So uh, at number four is one I think I heard you gentlemen discussing earlier right when I jumped on. And at four, I've got Possessor. Man, Brandon Cronenberg knocks it out of the park with this fantastic take on identity swapping as a means to enact these high-profile contract kills. It's It's unique. It's brilliant, I dare say. It's the most cerebral horror film I saw all year. Cronenberg got everything right for me. The story, the acting, the visceral sex and violence. Like, this movie doesn't go easy on the viewer whatsoever. And I, I like it when a movie does that and makes me feel like it's, you know, kind of like it's it's offensive to my sensibilities. Like, for, you know, just like just it's not going easy on you. And it might have the most shocking kill I've seen all year. Not as much what was done, but to whom this thing was done and why. <laughs> Um, there at the end, I was just like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, probably the one film I saw all year with the violence that was hardest for me to watch besides Yummy. I was telling Dave Z is because I was trying to eat a meatball sandwich while I was watching Yummy, and that's a fucking mistake. So uh, <laughs> yeah. absolute, absolute must-see. And I want to give this the Best Director Award to Mr. Cronenberg for his work here. So you can rent this easily on VOD pretty much everywhere. That's Possessor. <laughs> I like where he tells you where you can watch it. Yeah, I will. Got a price breakdown you know. for HD versus standard depth. <laughs> hey, Leonard <laughs> Watson. <laughs> it's weird. I, I I made a mistake of trying to eat a cock while watching Possessor. Well, <laughs> didn't work out too well. The whole idea of something inside you. Yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> so what was your rating? Did you say it? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, 9 out of 10. 9 okay. out of 10. Sorry, buddy. Okay. So now what I was saying is we've that someone's brought this up before i'm pretty sure although i don't think in detail i don't know uh my number four is color out of space yeah i brought it up at number 10 nice okay yeah yeah really enjoyed it uh, i like how it starts off with uh, the girl doing the witchcraft thing uh, always a plus doesn't necessarily mean lead to anything or maybe it does who knows i, I love that color that we keep seeing and in, in, in what it is and it's you know hard to describe but 
just the, the color that that is is very pleasing to my eyes. It, 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 I love it. Um, I, I was a little surprised that the mayor would actually show up for what the mayor shows up for, just for that one thing that happened. It's odd to see the mayor come to someone's house over something so minuscule at the time, but whatever. Um, lots of Lovecraft nods are great. Severed fingers, ouch. Uh, <laughs> solid CGI for the most part. Uh, Ezra, of course. Mr. Chong, always a pleasure to see. That thing in the tub is all effed up oh. when she's taking. Oh, dude, oh what is God. that? It, yeah, way goes down the Beautiful. drain and all that. Damn. <laughs> um, I think Cage. We do get a slow build up to to the Rage Cage action. I think it's a slow build up, but I think we get it. I think we get what people want to see. The mom and son thing is freaking horrific, and it's like an Ooh. image that you're not going to be able yeah. to get out of your head. I was like, oh shit, shared suffering. Yeah, Drew and the baby crying, the crying baby voice that's coming out of the sun. I'm like. How, could you imagine being uh, that? Oh, to see that? Oh, oh, that just the alpaca screaming and becoming what they become is freaking pretty horrific, and that creepy recording that that we that we get in Ezra's place, it's just man, the sheriff in the tree and the incredible climax, all good stuff. Uh, I, I love it when it you know a movie like this just happens. There's no explanation. Just boom, evil shows up. This is what's gonna happen, and then just like that. It's gone. And what happens to the rest of the world? Is it going to come again? We don't know. But it's really my type of film for more reasons than one. It's, I don't want to say fun, but it's uh, really cool visuals, really trippy stuff, and um, horrific. So, yeah, Colorado Space, 9 out of 10. Awesome. My biggest complaint is really they spell color incorrectly. Oh, yeah, you want color. <laughs> That's correct. I need a U in my color. Yes, living color. Correct. Uh, I need a U in my life. all righty my number four film is a south korean horror thriller from netflix called the call nice this was my number one film for a while um i just rewatched three other films and i just nudged up ahead of it but man this is such a fantastic film a take on the 2011 film the caller it deals with um yep Two different timelines set 20 years apart where a phone is a link between the the past, 1999 and 2019. And uh, our two lead actresses here are are terrific and how, um, you know, one one small change uh, just sort of catapults and just drives this story to, to just crazy... It's just craziness. I mean, it's I, the less said about this, the better. I don't even uh, yeah. really want to talk about it. But uh, the lead actress, she was also in uh, hashtag alive. Hashtag alive, yeah. Yeah. So she uh, she had two really good horror films this year. Um, what to say about this? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know if I want to say anything about it. It's a plus, man. It's awesome, man. I, it's, I'm gonna it's... have to see it now. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean it's 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 great. At first, it's very friendly. The two characters are very friendly. The the one in the past is able to help out the one in the future by changing a uh, a devastating event in the past, which totally changes her future. And and then from there, just things start to get out of hand as as uh, you know resentment and sort of uh, anger sort of develops in in the one living in the past, and it sort of just spirals out of control. Yeah, you don't want somebody to have that advantage over you. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? No. And some people might find issue with the fact that um, that some things don't change 
under certain circumstances, but mm. the way I viewed the film and what I've read is that a death has to occur in order to change the future. So anytime a significant death takes place in the past, it affects the future. And if you look at it that way, pretty much everything makes sense. Even even the first time I watched this, I thought it went one twist too far at the end. But now watching it, it, it makes total sense. And a, a yeah. second time, it makes total sense. And uh, it, it's a great film. And I think people should, you know, definitely check it out. This came out the oh, yeah. same day as Don't Listen. Wow. Yep. Yeah, very recent. Uh, yep. The same. I, I think the same, same day, day yeah. because they both they both dropped, and I was like, I, I got to watch both of these. And people were raving, "Don't listen," which I liked, but I was just like, "The call, the call, the call." Check this. Check this fucking film out. Nine out of ten. Awesome. Nice man. Awesome. Nice. I'll watch it. I'll watch it in February. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? It's, a, it's, it's straight out horror. Well, you let me tell you straight... why. Okay. Oh, hold on. Yeah, Dave sent me the thing. Yeah. I, I looked on the B and I looked at all the. All, it was it says thriller on the B and then on top of it, every freaking review I had, I, I was screen capping them. I took six or seven. Everybody was calling it a thriller that reviewed it. So when everybody says that, uh, that that that's what I judge. Everybody keeps using that T word. Usually they're right on. So I decided not to watch uh, it. You're gonna lo- you're gonna that. love yeah. this film. This yeah, again. I, I mean I. I I could see, like, I'm giving these sort of, like, a nine feels low for this film for me. I feel like I want to, like, bump it up to a ten right now. I've watched it twice. I love this film that much, but I I keep trying to watch it and and make more sense of it. Because there's a lot of things, anytime you're dealing with, like, multiple timelines and and altering the future and and stuff like that, you can kind of, like, nitpick, oh, wait, does that make sense? Let me think about it. So it's one of those that, like, multiple views, and it doesn't hurt the fact that the two lead actresses are absolutely phenomenal and play play well off of each other. Awesome. I'm definitely going to watch it. I, I might yeah. kick myself for not watching it, but I have to just use my methods. Again, I'm not being some type of gatekeeper or anything like that. I just only have time to watch so much. And You're what the key makes master. the cut, you know? What makes the cut makes the cut, and what doesn't doesn't. But <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep us okay. going just because to yep. keep us going on track here. Uh, my number three, we're under number threes now, and in the 9.5 range for rating is Metamorphosis. Uh, and wow. absolutely love this film again on Shutter. South Korea knocks it out of the park. This one, I think. It's all about the family element here and the evil that that neighbor does. The the it, it it by him being able to take the place of a loved one, and and the horror that it brings without the family and that damn kid. That boy deserves an Academy Award just for the way he cries. Makes me want. He was so good. Uh, I just love everything about this and how it plays out and how the evil is presented. Uh, I don't. I won't say I, I. I got the plot twist, but the, or or the swerve at the end where they they try to make one character look like something happened, only only for it to be a reveal a, a, a little bit later. I was on board for all of that. I think it, it, again, it doesn't hurt the film. I it elevated it because I didn't see it coming. A, again, it's all about the excising this evil out of this family, but the family will never be the same again after it's yeah. all done. True. No, it was vying for that number one spot, but two movies i just can't couldn't i I feel like this could have been there at the number one spot for me this year but uh again well we'll get there but yeah fantastic this is the this is the only rewatch that went down for me went from eight and a half to eight wow but i still think it's terrific and and the characters are are what what drove this film and uh, eight and a half to eight same thing that happened because i said there was three of them there was monstrum 
there was this one and there was Impetigor and they were all there and those two went down a half a point and Impetigor went up a half point. It was the weirdest thing. Nice. All good movies. Yeah, all great wow. movies, honestly. Right cool. on. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one, yeah. Uh, at number three, folks, I have got... I'm surprised I haven't heard this yet. Maybe you said it in your 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 11 to 20s, but uh, at number three, I've got The Hunt. Um, this movie has more meat on the bone than I think casual viewers might realize at first glance. Like on one hand, you know, you can watch this for the fun kills, the blood, the gore, the action, all that. This movie works just fine on that level. But if you want to go deeper with it, you can go down a rabbit hole with this movie. There's a lot wrapped up in this, you know, clever satire of our, you know, modern day culture war, including the idea of a literal cancel culture. You know, you could discuss, I don't know, the, the way the political extremes on both sides of the spectrum. You got the conspiracy driven Second Amendment love and right, the outrage culture, self-hating left, and the way they're destroying one another while we're all trapped in the middle, taking on friendly fire. You could write an essay on the way people strive to manipulate the almighty narrative, even if it has absolutely spun out of their control. We see this every day with social media, news media. It's happening all around us all the time, and it sucks. You know, this movie had a ton of controversy surrounding it because it was supposed to come out on the heels of two major mass shootings here in America. And then, you know, the Trump administration went all 80s tipper gore on this bitch, and which is super regressive as hell. And that didn't help the movie. Neither did the pandemic. Like, I feel bad for the hunt. Like, and what's hilarious to me, though, is how offended the sort of not so sensible Twitter leftists got over this flick. Like, I thought they'd love it since Trump was a dork about it. But then I don't the ones who can't take a joke were just like, why is this movie picking on us? Meanwhile, everybody I know, you know, right of center thought it was funny that they were portrayed as foolish deplorables or like, eh, I don't know, whatever. I, I don't know. It's just weird how public reaction works sometimes in this age where literally everything is so heavily politicized with all this partisan bullshit. But I, I love this movie. Total blast. I had just have a fun uh, time with it. Best actress of the year for me to Betty Gilpin for her performance as Crystal. She's been acting since like 2008 or so, but this is her breakout role for sure. I hope we see a lot more of her in the in the sub, you know, the horror genre. And yeah, for, that's The Hunt at a 9.5 for me. Nice. Nice. Yep. I liked The Hunt, and you know what I liked about it. Yep. I liked that it that it that it poked fun at both cults. Yep, is, exactly. And of course, <laughs> you know, uh, there was complaints about about that, but that's. I definitely enjoyed it. It's a good one. I mean, I gotta say that uh, that what's her name it was great as always, and I, I oh. have I have loved her since the first time I saw her as uh, as Carly on Beverly Hills 90210, and she is still excellent. She's aged gracefully. Hillary Swank, you know, I I love her. I've always loved her, and yeah. It, it was fun. It was definitely a, a fun ride. And it was nice to see uh, Emma in the beginning and the surprise right? that happens with Emma. You don't expect that. I'm like, wow. No. Okay. So, yeah, solid stuff. Okay, number three. This movie was my number one for about seven months. I didn't think anything was going to come along. <laughs> it was there for a long time. Oh, no. So, children, beware, please. Beware of gifts. Beware of those that offer them. And beware of those who are only too happy to take them. Gretel and Hansel. Oh, shit. Ah, all right. I, oh, I do love it. I, I thought that was your number be, one. Yep. Same it's going to be my, I've watched it five times this year. I saw it twice at the show. Uh, I, I, it's probably good. The, the show. I think, I, I think my second guest might be right for your number one, even though I was wrong with his house. I really feel like your number one. I, I, I think I have it. Maybe. Well, either way, this movie here is the bomb. I fuck. It is my type of movie. Oz Perkins does it again. 
I love the look of it. I like the story. I love the actors. It's it's just my type of movie, and I'm gonna watch it again and again. It's just it's probably gonna be my most rewatched movie. I can only go so high on it because it's not perfect, but I really really love it. It really speaks to me. Anything that has to do with witches is great. Gretel is a strong character. I like the narration. I like the 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 morals. Nothing is given without something else being taken away. I, I love the shrooming stuff, those Mario shrooms that pop up and, and all that. I love how she already has those powers. Mm. You know? And those freaking, just just to see her coming of age and what's going on. And she's a strong character. And Alice Krieg, man, she would be, just like with uh, what C said, she would be my actress of the year, except it's more of a supporting role. So I'm not going to give it to her, but I am going to give Best Director to Oz Perkins Aesthetically, I love everything about this movie. I love the way it looks and the score. I'm going to give best score to <laughs> Rob for the score for this one. My runner-up best score and best director. That's funny. 100%, man. And yeah. I, I, I actually, now, my my best actress is actually not even on any of the movies. It's a, one of my runner-ups. This was a movie that was uh, actually suggested to me by B. So I have to give him some props there. And best actress for me is actually April Billingsley for her role in The Dark Red, which, Mm. great movie. And she is fucking fantastic. She goes through every range of emotion in that movie and and is awesome. I I love her in that movie. Yeah, she was great. And and, and very pretty, too. You know who she reminds me of is uh, A.J. Lee. If you're a wrestling fan, she used to be around. Too bad she's not now, but just a gorgeous one. Married to CM Punk now, actually. Lucky him. But anyway, yeah, April Billingsley uh, is my actress of the year there. But back to Hansel and Gretel, 100% my type of movie. I, Gretel and Hansel. Yeah, Gretel and Hansel. And everything makes sense. And I spoke a lot about a lot of fresh cuts earlier in the year. It, yeah. Any critique you're going to give me, I'm going to be able to fire back at you on it. I think it makes perfect sense what they it do sucks. here. I think that this is timeless. There is no time. They never said that this takes place in the 1600s or in this country or any of that. It's just, you know, it's like a, a Grimm's fairy tale, and this is what happens, and take it as it is. There's, they're living in a world where evil is present. We see it. But I've watched it again and again, and it all makes perfect sense to me, and I love it. And it has a great ending, and for once, when the movie came to the end, I thought it was just going to have a straight-up happy ending, and I remember telling my wife when it happened, I go, you know what? I am actually on board with this ending happily. But then they give you that one little cherry on top of that, and okay, oops, it's not going to be that easy. It's still going to be a little bit of a struggle for you, miss. I fucking that put it over the edge. I'm like, awesome. So anyway, Gretel and Hansel, absolutely love it. 100% my type of movie, 9 out of 10. Nice. Yep. All right, I'll keep this moving along. I'll uh, speed it up a little bit. Uh, my number three film is a Polish film called Werewolf, and mm-hmm. it's about um, a group of children liberated from a Nazi concentration camp who were basically sent to a makeshift orphanage, which is an abandoned mansion in the middle of the forest, and basically encounter feral dogs, feral German shepherds. And uh, this is a very unique take on, on the feral dog subgenre. Not that this was a lot of it, but I... <laughs> But it's good, man. Holy shit! It's it's really... <laughs> well, that's just the thing. It, it, mm-hmm. It's it, it's um it's one of these things where these kids come here and and they're behaving like animals and they're still in in the routine 
of uh, of living in a concentration camp. There's certain scenes where they're taking food or taking drinks and they keep their backs turned until they're called upon to take it. And they're eating like animals because they've been treated like animals for so long. And our lead character here is, is the girl Hanka. Hanka? Hanka Hanka? Hanka Hanka Hanka. She's a, she's a beautiful woman oh, too. Oh, she's stunning. Like, she's stunning. Yeah, yeah Hanka. And uh, she sort of like tames them. And then, of course, they run into this, you know, this trouble where the head of the orphanage uh, gets killed and, and they're all alone. And then the Russian show- soldiers who show up to bring them food, you know, are all of a sudden a bunch of scumbags. And, they, you know, they're trying to take advantage of Honka and stuff like that. And it spirals out of control. The dogs show up and, and, and just violence upon violence. And all this time, these these children re- remain nonviolent and i think that's a, such a unique take because you would think at this point if anyone has a right to turn violent and fight back sure. it would be this group of kids but it, it never really gets to that point and the way they resolve things and the way this film plays out is is so unique and something i've never seen done and i just i have to applaud it for that i really just yeah. again there's another like optimistic feel good the future's bright for for, for these people after the horrors they've endured real life horror sure. as we kept saying yeah oh, and and it, you know, yeah too. and you know the little twists in there with uh with the articles of clothing and stuff like that it, yeah. it just it, it was it was terrific it's a it's a nine out of ten for me cool right on, oh yeah. yeah number twos Number two, here we go. So I already go. know, like I, I put Gretel and Hansel for Dave's number one. I guessed something, but then based on what Brandon just said for Brandon, uh, I might as well have said it because it was my number three. I, I thought Metamorphosis would be Brandon's number one for whatever reason. And, and he <laughs> said it went down, so then that one's out. So I'm still holding out hope that my uh, my, my guess for Watson is exactly what I think my number two I think is, I have Watson. Which is The think... Dark and the Wicked, which is my number two. Uh, Ooh, so nice number two. that's my number two. And I thought it, it stood at the number one spot for a, a month or two, uh, where, uh, then just the, just recently, uh, well, as, uh, I'll say yesterday, my number one spot was actually taken oh, wow. over. So uh, again, this movie, it's about mood. This felt the closest feeling I've had to when I watched hereditary for the first time, it had that mm-hmm. impending sense of doom. Mm-hmm. Throughout, it's it, yeah. it's a minimalistic soundtrack. Oh, I mean, it, at, at certain points, uh, the jump scares are are done in a way that I won't say are, are totally unique, but like I mean, even the the bell, like the little alarm with the were in the cattle in, in the barn, like at the beginning there made me jump. There's yeah. um a demon that they've again. If you've watched this movie, you'll see there's a demon that we see in certain forms throughout. Uh, sometimes it's a silhouette uh, passing by. It, it's very literally a flash uh, in the opening sequences. Uh, mm. And, and it's just haunting. And single-handedly a scene where I was going, oh, no, no. Like, calling out my my wife was like, what the fuck are you watching? Whereas it were, <laughs> there's one thing that happens to a character when he goes in and, and, and thinks that something I'm trying to be so cryptic here because I don't want to spoil anything, but he believes something else has happened only to, to, oh, to yeah. do something else. And, and that scene alone in the film was enough to say like, wow, like, I mean, this, this movie has me sold. It's a damn near masterpiece. I mean, I love, I, love I loved, or I really enjoyed the strangers. I really enjoyed monster. I've still yet to see mockingbird. 
And now, like, this guy, uh, Bertino, that's his yeah, name, right? Brian Bertino. Brian Bertino. Yeah. We, we never really do talk about him in the same breath that we talk about some of these other ones. I mean, here he is now. This guy should be up there with, with the mention of Oz Perkins, everything. And Brandon, I know you're not a fan of this film, but I really do believe he should be in the same breath as, as some I of agree. these other directors that we bring up. There we go. I'll stop rambling on now. That's my number two. Was my number one for a bit? The Dark and the Wicked. I'm wrong wrong with C. I got everyone wrong except Watson. This is definitely The Dark and the Wicked. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll see because at number two, I've also got VFW. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, yeah, and we've we've talked we've talked about it. So you know, I mean, aside from some just minor underlying themes about you know fighting for what you believe in, there's not much in the way of deep and heavy thematic content here. It's simply a fun, badass blood and gore fest. That's what this is, and I love it for that. Stephen Lang leads this cast of old grizzled Vietnam vets and uh, beautiful Sierra McCormick, and they all they got to do is kill a hordes of murderous drug addicts in order to survive the night i think next to monstrum this probably has the highest body count i i don't know what would you guys think see do you think it monstrum or this one i know they're pretty you know they're both just piles of bodies you know uh, and uh yeah you could argue argue it could be made for both both are both are enjoyable for uh, two completely yeah. different films funny enough <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and, and did and, you uh, know that fred williamson played monstrum <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the 80s dystopian biker bunk, uh, punk aesthetic set this movie off just right for me. We've got all that Argento-esque neon lighting, which looks really good in 4K. And, you know, we can talk about that score by Stephen Moore. It's like a chaotic John Carpenter. And I believe I gave this my award for my favorite score of the year. Uh, Steve Moore's, yeah, score for uh, this movie here. The so yeah, score. This- yeah, horse, horse score in seven years ago. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie just hit Shutter. So if you know, if you for whatever reason anyone listening hasn't been able to get to it, it's it's there waiting for you. Check it out. VFW, rock and roll, love it. Uh, Nine point nice. five. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It is great stuff. It's funny. Believe it or not, that was going. That was uh, that was my second guess for you. For your, I don't know why it just really? seemed like a Watson movie. I don't think we, oh, we talked is. about it much on Watson. I think you Literally. mentioned that you liked it, but yeah. I, I have my number one and my number two picked for you, and then my number two. But I mean, if it wasn't going to be this one, that was going to those are the ones I was going between. So, but it <laughs> nice. looks like at this moment we're all we've all picked your number one, unless you swore of us. So we'll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> unless unless okay. you one cut of the dead us again. Yeah, it's not horror. <laughs> Dark uh, of the Wicked's not horror. It's off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Okay, my number two. This one was my number one until about two weeks ago. And we have spoken about this movie on the podcast before we reviewed it. And it is The Rental. Uh, (laughs) Wow. I've spoken my piece on it in depth last show, mostly on the defense with B. But (laughs) I said all I'm going to say. It's a true, it's a very true to life movie to me as far as the characters like more so than anything it blew me away the first time i watched it it was a nine and a half went back and watched it again and it stayed the same I'm like this movie just does it for me in every way and i explained why in another show so i don't have to go deep into it and uh that's just human beings to me and i it just i just find it funny that people say that they think they're bad characters or that or that they're assholes or things like that i'm looking around i'm like these are the same people that i see defend celebrities when they meet them at a uh, a thing, a con, and they go, oh, maybe he was just having a bad day. How come you excuse them for being complete assholes who, when they're there to get paid for it, but you can't excuse 
characters for being normal human beings who have faults in a movie. That's what bothers me. And they also, they can't excuse, you know, people that they're supposed to be friends with in real life who maybe say something out of turn one day or maybe say something where, you know, someone like me, no matter how shitty I'm feeling, I'm always there when I walk by, I'm at work or this or that. I'm always there with a, a smile and a hello. When sometimes inside I'm raging. I, I never take out my shit on other people. And, but but everybody has their faults and everybody has their things. But anyway, that's all I'm going to say. The rental, go back and listen to that review we did on it. And I'll tell you exactly why I love it. I think it's it's fucking fantastic. Nine and a half out of ten. Right. Cool. And, and not to like shame that. I mean, I respect that, but... That was my biggest disappointment of the year, the rental. Just saying it because everyone involved in the project, I'm a huge fan of it. Just just never reached the, the heights I wanted it to. I just, for whatever reason. All right, my number two, the last of my fringe picks. Sorry, Dave, but it's too good of a film hey, to what? leave off. I've seen it listed as dramas on some sites. On Amazon, it's listed it. as a horror hey. suspense. But it's such a good film. It's got my best actress of the year. For it's... Azura Sky, and it's called The Swerve. Oh, that was what I had picked for your number one. Ah. Yeah, Didn't I ask my, you guys uh, if I should watch that last night? I, and I said yes. And I oh. said it's, it's drama. And, and he said it's right. drama, and I said do Damn it. it. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, a woman with a seeming, seemingly ideal life battles insomnia is an IMDb description. Uh, it, it's so much more than that. It, there's, she's a teacher in this, and there's a quote by uh, Dante in here, fear so bitter, death is hardly more. And uh, it just plays in so well with this film. This, this performance by her as Holly, as just like an underappreciated mother, wife, teacher, just everything. Just nobody sees her for, for basically the, the great person she is, except for one of her students and everyone treats her like shit. Her sister comes back into her life. Uh, a, a tragic accident starts to haunt her. A mouse starts to haunt her. And it's just really just this woman's descent into hell, basically. And that's why the yeah. quote by Dante is, uh, is so fitting. And uh, where this story just goes and ultimately where it ends is, is absolutely heartbreaking. And uh, it is yeah a, a real gut punch. And, you know, even if you don't consider it horror... I think this film definitely appeals to horror fans, and you have to see it if only for uh, for Azura Sky's performance, and she's she's just brilliant in it. Oh, and she's a beautiful woman, and they just make her look so they do. Yeah. fucking ragged, like, just yeah. skeletal and worn and gaunt. And, oh, I'm looking and forward everything. to seeing it. <laughs> and the final the final shot in the film is oh. is, is an, an illustrated picture, you know, a pencil drawing by by someone, and it's just it, oh man, it just adds. <laughs> Uh, on top of what what you just seen, the horror juxtaposed with the beauty. You you go from the most horrific image to like like the most beautiful image. So it's just it's terrific. The swerve, uh, you know, maybe a little low, but nine out of ten for for my two watches. Are we here, we're at number ones. Number we're, ones. We're there. All right. Well, let's get this done because he's Mister Ordering the fucking pizza over here. <laughs> Pepperoni. <laughs> Call it a day. My number one. I owe to B. I owe to Brandon, uh, and I I hadn't watched it. I asked if there's anything else to watch. Watched this movie, loved it, and immediately rewatched it again. And that's the yes. call. Yes, the call's Damn my number it. one movie I, of the year. I I, I fucking missed you. <laughs> I I had I had cuties picked for you. <laughs> uh, cuties, or I was gonna go with Possessor because you know the the Canadian the Cronenberg thing. 
Yeah. Well, missed it. Possessor, I had like a very, it was at the 17th mark. The call. Oh, I missed that. Everything okay. we talked about with that Brandon brought up, and I was being kind of quiet there. I totally agree with that. I wanted to rewatch it right away just because I'm a sucker for this. I love the movie Frequency. Not even love, it's maybe, maybe, uh, like, her purposely. I mean, I, I really enjoy Frequency. It's good. It's a really fun movie. Yep. And this, this, the idea that the horror take on it is great. And I didn't even know there's the collar or take on the collar. I'll have to check that out as well. But for what this movie is, she's got my best actress of the year. Thoroughly Which enjoyable. One? The villain? The no, villain? no, actually, although the villain is great too, I'm going to give it to the uh, protagonist because of the fact of the emotion that she yeah. does when her. Ah, it's going to make me tear up when a certain loved one comes. Yeah, uh, and everything else. But no, I it's it is. I just love it, and you know what? I I I get it. When there's time travel involved, and it's the main component of the storyline, there are going to be some issues. I rewatched it right away, and most of the things I can explain. There are certain things like if things went a different way, would she still be at that in the realm of the house and and this that and the other thing? And I said, you know what? I'm just letting it be a movie. And let me yeah. ju- let me just enjoy yeah. it from a movie standpoint because at the end of the fucking day, it wouldn't happen anyway. <laughs> it would never fucking happen. So let me just take it for the movie that they presented me and thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, oh, I yeah, watched that and The Dark and the Wicked last night because I said these are vying for my number one. And I love The Dark and the Wicked, but I still said, "Wow, I just nice. watched this and I rewatched it again, and I'm all on board." And yeah, nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, you got to almost accept the fact that if a supernatural phone is a portal between two different timelines, that that anything that sort of like might be an issue in terms of like the, you know, the rest of the film, you got to yeah. kind of like. And, and you said it be. Disregard. I, I almost wish they went with the happy ending because again, it, it brought like that, the, the welling up in my eyes yeah. again. And then they take it one step further. You're like, oh, as I like almost like this could continue. The evil could continue. And I'm sure. on board for it. Yeah, me too. It's fucked. So fucked. That's it. Good number one. That's a surprise. Well, my my number one is not a surprise to any of you. It seems like you all have my number on it. It is indeed the dark and the wicked, man. Brian Bertino is motherfucking back with his best offering since The Strangers 2008. He's done Home Invasion, found footage. He's done The Creature Feature, and now it's time for some Satan and men. This movie is mean-spirited and wicked. I mean, hands down the scariest movie I saw all year. Bertino has this way of imbuing his films, all four of them that he's done so far, that he's the director of, with an unsettling nihilism that separates him from the flock. And that's what we've got here in this demonic story about this fractured family coming together in their grief only to find themselves subject to manipulation by something that's either all in their heads or is the very devil himself. And anyone who knows my personal sensibilities knows that this movie didn't make it this high on my list because they went with it. It was all a dream bullshit. No, this film hits the viewers with disturbing imagery, a relentlessly bleak tone, and it unsettled me. Like one of Bertino's signature moves is how he provides like virtually no backstory for his villains. And watch all four of his movies. He just doesn't do that. And it adds to the air of mystery around like these killers, this creature, your entities. And while I love that he does this, I guess if I had to change one thing about this movie, it's why it's not a 10, it's at a 9.5, is because uh, it, my fix for the script would be painfully simple. And it's while it's uh, and while it's the way I do view the movie, this is what I infer. But about this antagonist's mysterious motivations, the film would have been better. I could go 10 if 
somebody either read aloud or said it, a passage from the Bible, 1 Peter 5, 8, which states, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. If they had done a title card with that, if somebody had been reading that in the Bible, then I, they, it, the, fir- the film would be kind of confirming what I infer from it that, hey, this is just happening. But that's Brian Bertino for you. He just likes to have, like the strangers, why are you doing this to us? Because you were home. And that's what this is here. The devil's like, because you were here. So anyways, that you know, that right there would give real weight to the seeming motivelessness of our antagonist. But I, I think the film is guiding us toward that mode of thinking anyway. But man, I this movie haunted me. There's a scene where a character looks out a window and sees somebody floating. And I was like, shit, I, I am uncomfortable. Like, I did not want to see that. And it's just... It, this movie hit me in a weird spiritual place that I don't know. I, I, you know, I live alone a lot of the time and I don't want to encounter any of this in my daily life. So that's my, that's my number one of the year, the dark and the wicked catch Man, it on VOD where you can fucking film. I got to rewatch this film. I, maybe I was in a wrong headspace. I like, I didn't hate this film. I not, oh, you not like I, but I just, man, I, I gotta really, I guess I gotta rewatch oh. it. What would Brian Bertino do? Well, this was, you know, this Bertino was my do? original, my original pick for, for D as well. And then I'm like, Oh, what am I thinking? Gretel and Hansel. So then I, I swapped yep. it right before the recording, right before the recording. I, I swapped it. I went, yep. I went Same. from the lodge to Gretel and Hansel mm-hmm. to another film to his house for Dave. And this other film, I got to ask you, Dave, you're number one. Has it been mentioned tonight? It's been mentioned. Then I was completely wrong. Okay. <laughs> oh. Yes, it's been mentioned. As a matter of fact, it was just mentioned. Dark in the Woods is also my number one. Oh, I switched it out from that. So you, were, you were last Watsy, Dave. You were giving me a wow. little like a bit, uh, uh, and I was like, hmm, is it? But I had to go with Gretel and Hansel for you. I rewatched it a week ago, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, whatever it was. I messaged them right after I finished it. I said, yeah. I have a new number one. The rewatch changed everything because the first mm. time i watched it i stopped after half an hour i had to go back this time i watched it straight through and everything just it is a 100 percent my kind of movie and i thought b was gonna pick because he said it's everything you and i'm like well yeah okay you have the melancholy atmosphere you have an evil afoot for no reason with isolated people and you have the ending that you have and i thought in you between, were gonna throw a swerve i thought you were gonna throw no. a run at me i thought you were gonna no. throw sarah paulson combined with a misery type film i really thought that was gonna be one of your films. No, I, I did enjoy Run, don't get me wrong. But uh, no, this movie, I mean, everything wow. right from the start, y'all should go. The reason she's trying to send them out. I'll tell you everything. I, there is zero comedy in this movie. Nothing. Zero. This, this zero. movie feels so bad. It's an I, evil movie, dude, Dave. It's an evil movie. <laughs> do, uh, yes. It, it, evil is afoot the entire fucking time. It's it's there. It's present. It's a melancholy atmosphere. Everything about it. Cutting the mom trying to get them out. I don't even know... <laughs> What's that? Again, the cutting board. You're the cutting board. The cutting board. Holy shit. Uh. I've seen it three times now, and every time it doesn't get any easier. I'm like, oh, man, that's some shit. But everything about it, it's paced well. It's not long. Again, there's no no comedy. I don't even know if anyone cracks a a smile throughout this entire film. (laughs) I know I I didn't. (laughs) And if so, it wasn't a genuine (laughs) smile. It was a, you know talking or so but yeah. I mean, everything that happens the stuff that they see right off the bat the showers the shower scene with, with, oh. with, with, with the dad and the girl being them just people just being haunted everything with the mother at the beginning the kids are trying to do the right thing she's sending them away then after what happens happens they read the diary and what they say she says he laughs at me he kills me i'm already dead i'm dead that's oh. fucked up that's terrifying 
terrifying stuff. The stuff with Charlie, that scene is great back at, at the where he lives at the trailer, whatever it is. That that whole my only complaint, my only complaint why it is not a ten, is because some of the spotty CGI, just slightly, ever so spotty, the spider thing, couple other tiny little things that could have been better. That is my only knock on it, but. I mean, everything that happens at the end when Michael takes his ride and goes where he's going to go. And by oh, the way, yeah, yeah. the shining bedspread at his house, the same bedspread <laughs> that was used in yeah. Midsommar that I remarked about that, that was seen in that one. I think it's the same one, like right off the set. Same thing, overlooked design, same colors, everything. It's great. But what happens, I don't want to give anything away, but what happens after he takes his ride and where he goes? Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Just how they're being meshed with. Everything with that preacher, when he shows up, oh. Jeez. And what he says, and he goes, well, he goes, you can believe in it. You, the wolf doesn't care if you believe he's a wolf or not. It's fucking Love it. right. And yeah. then when when she says, when he says or she to him, you think that 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 you know the evil is out there or something? He says, he goes, he's not out there. He's already here. He says, Ugh. it's fucking haunting. Wait, where was yes, he- hereditary on your list? Didn't hereditary. you not? Oh no! You like my top ten. It was hereditary. You did like. I'm because, just crazy. Like you almost, like, almost all three of you had this at number one, yeah. one, one, and two. And it was honestly, I watched 240 films. It was probably like right in the middle for me, like a six and a half two, upon first. Two days view. ago, this was my number one. It was you, yeah. You recommended I, the call I, is what I, I gotta rewatch this film. I, I, I gotta, it's maybe, fucking amazing. Yeah, I gotta it, rewatch. It is definitely the scariest of them. I just the call yeah. was just more wholeheartedly <laughs> more, more entertaining. Uh, but sure. yes, it, this is a dread throughout. Oh yeah. God, there's so many. The, again, I'll I'll say one of my nitpicks was when um, she's taking the shower and Dad's there. Yeah, and it's really it's it is really uncomfortable. Why did they they did a Mike Flanaganism with the <laughs> head? And they didn't need to do it. They didn't need to do True. it. It was scary right. as is. Acknowledge me, Christian. <laughs> okay, Davey, I love you, Davey. <laughs> Please get the fuck out, Davey. Now uh, Davey can go away. But just that, it was not necessary because it was already scary. We already knew evil was there. And they, they had, again, they had to amp it to 11 in that one. I'm saying, it would have been one of, one of the few cases in the movie where that was done. It was just not necessary. It was not needed. Didn't add anything to the, the film. Again, that didn't, that didn't keep it from being my number one. I loved it still. I'm just saying that it wasn't necessary. Were, were you saying, Watson? Oh no, I, I didn't say anything. Oh, sorry. That's I said fair. that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I said that's fair. Yeah. Same thing I said. It is. It's yep. a fair criticism. That's fine. But anyway, nine and a half out of ten. Fucking cool. awesome. Ah, Love it. The dark. I'm so happy. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. Yes. One more to go, and then we got to go. Yeah. My number one film was brought up by one person, and guess who that person was? It was you, Dave. What? <laughs> Ooh. You're the only other person who brought up my number one film, and it gets best score, best actor, best co-actor, best directing, and the film is Rent-A-Pal. Oh, wow. what a surprise! Rent-A-Pal oh, is okay. fucking brilliant. It is oh, so wow. good. Our lead actor, um, Brian Landis Falcons as David, wow. absolutely brilliant. Director, first-time director, feature debut, John Stevenson, terrific. I even gave a co-star best actor for will wheaton because i just think they played off of each other so well i'll and, watch this today uh, yes yeah, this, yeah. this film is fantastic yeah. and uh you know when he finally does meet the girl that that he connects with and you're like you're rooting for this guy it, it felt like very much the way i felt like watching carrie you're rooting for this guy you want a happy ending for this guy and well <laughs> maybe not on the wow. first date i gotta, but, I gotta uh, rewatch this this yeah. is like the dark and the wicked for me for you yeah yeah, yeah. 
But she, she talks about balance, about having balance in his life, and he doesn't have any balance in his life, and that's ultimately what leads to his downfall because he's trapped in this house basically 24 hours a day caring for his mother. And, and she, you know, unfortunately, another, you know, dealing with dementia film here, this woman, you know, she has moments of clarity where she treats her son David beautifully, where she refers to him by the husband's name. And then she has these dark moments where she's mean and nasty. And ultimately, David just spirals out of control. And, and you know, by the, you know, it's just, it's too late, even though he's found this girl who uh, who he cares for and wants to be with. he He's so mentally unbalanced at this point, he starts conversing with Will Wheaton on the tape. And I don't think that this is an evil entity, this tape. I mean, there's a scene in the film where the girl is making, they're making out, and all of a sudden the tape starts playing and Will Wheaton is laughing. Now, if you watch earlier in the film, there's a scene where Will Wheaton is telling a joke and then he laughs at his own joke on the tape. So it could just be that it lined up perfectly with that. So, I mean, I, I don't see anything evil. I just see it as a uh, sort of like a, a mental breakdown of sorts. Nice. And, uh, it, you know, yeah. I, I'm so needing a second view of this because uh, I thought everything I watched, it looked like all the horror was condensed to the very last act or even the very last moments of the True, last but act. True, it's a build-up. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's a, yeah. No, Dave, a, I was I, I was saying I that it. that I didn't see it as an evil entity. This tape that I saw it as just like it, it's particularly the scene with the laughing when he prematurely ejaculates and then the tape starts playing and he's laughing. I, I referenced just just before um, that I felt it was because there's a scene early on when he's watching the tape where Will Wheaton's telling jokes. He tells the cancer. Um, you have cancer and you have Alzheimer's joke and, you know, thank God I don't have cancer, you know, and then he starts laughing. So I feel like it, it just, it just so much, it just so happened to line up at that point and all these scenes where. Yeah, but he was a long, long time and he called him gay and he kept laughing and pointing and he laughed well, for like three minutes. And then later, here's why it nails it to me later on when the girl's on the couch and it happens and he goes on and, and she said he's the creepy guy that was just staring she because she acknowledges it later that she also saw him she was what was with that creepy guy staring at us this and that that's no the creepy guy laughing because it's just so happened to play at the part where he's laughing i, I acknowledge laughing. yeah he was, was laughing he was laughing because he just prematurely ejaculated that's the only no, time no, no, she no, saw no, it no, no, no. Okay, forget it. We'll have to save it for another day. Maybe no, we'll I'm know. telling you, because the only other time that the he conversation... When he, when he, no, hold on. He laughed. The only time he laughed is when his mother caught him masturbating. That was the laughing scene you're thinking of. No, he laughs with the premature ejaculation, too. Yeah. Because I laughs. remember that. That's that's when he sits on the remote and it un, unplays. I get that, but it wasn't nonstop. And she called him the creepy guy. Anyway, the girlfriend? Day. Yeah. Yeah, what, the so girlfriend what? did, because it started laughing. She's like, what is this creepy guy on this tape? What are you watching here? Like that, but I do admit that throughout the throughout the film, he is conversing with David, and the dialogue is changing and is being he is talking with um Andy. I'm sorry, and the dialogue is changing. Andy's dialogue is changing, but that's simply from David's point of view. Never see it from anyone else's point of view, and uh, and the ending very much a uh, a maniac ending to me. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's maniac. Uh, I mean, that's good call. That's. That's why I mean I was just like I'm watching it again I'm like fuck this is this is maniac I'm like this is this is me and I just love when he says you know when when the at the end when he's yeah like, how do you feel about that David he's like sounds fucking weird Andy yeah he I'm says just it again. like fuck I'm like ooh I got goosebumps nine and a half right, out I'll of watch, ten I'll watch this today B I'll right. watch this today cool. check awesome. it out nine and a half oh, yeah. out of ten nice awesome, wow. Bruce. 
stuff. Good stuff. Good list, gentlemen. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Especially mine. The, uh, <laughs> uh, biggest disappointment for me was the the Invisible Man. I liked it. I liked it, uh-huh. but I'm not blowing it. There, it didn't make anybody's top 10, twenty. Eight out of ten for me. Right. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Funny eight enough, it didn't make any one of our top twenties. Right. No. Yeah, yeah, biggest disappointment for me was actually kind of a triple tie between The Lodge, Gretel and Hansel, and Color Out of Space. Like, I liked all three of those movies. Well, The Lodge, not as much. But it was just, I wanted to adore these three. And yeah. it, I just can't get above feeling kind of middling on them, even though I do like them. Uh, and it was like, I'm just disappointed because I know these are good movies. I, I know they are. But I'm just, it's I, I'm the problem. So, yeah, there was like a triple threat of these three list makers that aren't, that are low on my list. I don't even want to tell you where they are, but yeah. All right. Cool. We have to go. Unfortunately, we don't have time ah. to do anything else. Maybe we can um, talk a little bit about that stuff more next show. We can have a little bit of that stuff, but right now we to the original lineup. Yep. And we'll have more time to, to bullshit and to talk about things like that. So, but um, yeah, one last thing before we go, I just got to say it just in case we forget next show and we don't, cause we don't, necessarily have to come back to these things if we don't uh but the vast of night it's a it's a sci-fi film it's that's the one that i was telling you is a straight up twilight zone episode it's a nod to twilight zone and it is a brilliant brilliantly directed and shot film and for anyone who hasn't seen it yet might not be straight up horror but check it out fantastic film Awesome. Uh, Watson, you want to plug it before you go? You want to talk about Watson? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, th- thanks, gentlemen, for having me. I, I wouldn't wake up in at 5.45 a.m. for just anybody. I love talking movies with you three. You rule. Exploding heads, rocks. I can't wait for you guys to do this. For, uh, go back to your original format. I think that's a really good move for the show. Can't wait to hear it. As far as plugs go, uh, you fine listeners want to hear more of uh, my golden voice and want yourselves enlightened by my overall podcasting excellence, then uh, – and, <laughs> hey, you want some uh, motherfucking Dave Z on another show? What? Then, listen, step up, trade up to the Wasi Party Horror Show. We've got an Act 3 show where we do we do our thing. Act 1, we go over the month's horror releases that, we've, uh, that you may have either missed or that's coming up. Act 2, we tackle a horror-related topic of discussion. And then in Act 3, we review a horror film of our choosing and get in-depth as hell. We just dropped episode 16 yesterday as of this recording uh, on the modern werewolf classic Late Phases 2014. So hop on your favorite podcatching app. Type in W-A-T-Z-E-E. The show will come up. That's all that will happen. And level up by subscribing to that shit. We'd love to have you. So join the party. Celebrate horror with Dave Z and me on the Watsy Party Horror Show. And thanks, guys, so much for having me. This is this is always great to, to mix it up with you three. I'd say any time, but you always say that's too literal. So uh... <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm always like, okay, which show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he beat me to the punch. But, yeah, no, it was shockingly nice to have you as well. Well, I, I love you long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. I literally have guests upstairs asking him. All right. Hey, where are you? Great year. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Peace. Thank you, guys.